0: popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sierra Unfiltered. We have easily our most requested guest. I'm not kidding.
1: (laughs) Carrie Dayton, the (laughs) queen herself.
2: We've been trying to make this
1: happen for so long. We have, and it's totally my fault that it's taken this long. your, Your requests are not going on like unlistening really yeah like we we know that everyone wants Carrie. We, we want, want Carrie. Carrie. Wow. We just There's have all right. been going through very busy seasons you of life. You
3: can blame
1: <laughs> the um, roof rat infestation that I had in my apartment for why
3: I wasn't able to come on until me, now.
1: We, me versus Carrie. <laughs> me, we've all just been going through really busy seasons of life. Carrie, you can blame the roof rat.
3: <laughs> I literally had rats in my ceiling and walls. So that's why I had to cancel <laughs> last time. Really? We did it
1: for some really great content. Oh, yeah. It really
3: did. The rat chats. Yeah. Off. Oh, I miss
1: the rat chat
3: A lot of people say that and I'm so glad you do But I don't
0: <laughs> <laughs> We did a, a Podcast episode where we were like dream Casting YouTubers into Broadway Shows and we were like should we Cast K- the rat in Carrie Dayton's
1: Attic <laughs>
3: i can't believe i missed that oh, like, there were several like, so there'd be a lot of Dreamcasting. they're true yeah. celebrities truly actually yeah we named some of them it was what like harry and larry were like the two that were always oh. going off like were we could they hear a couple them all the time. um not sure not okay. sure what their like and yeah um and then there was obviously like many children because if you mm. didn't know fun fact I didn't the gestational period for a rat or a roof rat is 21 days <gasps> I did know this because I've
1: watched all of your
3: rat chats.
1: <laughs> so I, <laughs> I feel like I'm very well rat educated.
3: I've become like kind of a, a rat connoisseur, if you okay. will. So I've become very Maybe you very should well make, make
0: a like Maybe. pivot in your content. Like you're no longer a fashion creator. You do roof rat reviews. So you, you go to, you're like Mr. Kate. You like go to YouTubers' houses and then you like review their roof I rats. I love it. I
1: just had the best idea ever for okay. a video on your channel. I dressed like Remy from Ratatouille for a week. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Brilliant. like very on brand, on brand. it's like i uh, like dressing Is he just like... naked but with a little chef hat uh, yeah. even better <laughs> honestly like it, like wouldn't that be much more entertaining than <laughs> any other outfit to like of go course. to target in? like carry <laughs> <you>. just naked <laughs> like a chef's hat being I'm dressed like in video. remy
0: from ratatouille it's not nudity it's a costume <laughs> it's a costume oh my <sighs> goodness
3: or i could get a pet rat and just really like flip it on its head you know Ooh. see i love that
0: right you. yeah i think that's great
1: i have um, a cat i don't know how that would work out but
0: that could be a great sitcom it'd be like the odd couple but it'd be like your rat and your cat well it
1: would literally just be tom and jerry that's the plus carrie oh, oh, tom, yeah. tom jerry and carrie <laughs> oh my gosh i love it <laughs> It's amazing. Wow. Well, we are so oh, glad I'm, to have you here, Carrie. I'm so glad that we've been able to sit down and have this yes. chat. I feel yes. like we're really going into this next year with some new content <laughs> ideas for you. I'm really, like, I'm already taking so many
3: mental notes. <laughs> my channel's pivoting starting now. <laughs> starting now. Your
0: channel actually has been, like, exploding, though. Like, all Thank jokes you. aside, I feel, like, so happy
3: for you. Every Thank time you. I see
0: one of your videos in my recommended tab, I'm like,
3: yeah, Carrie. Oh, yeah. I, like, yell out loud often when I see you post videos. Like, mm. when you Listen to the Victoria's Secret one. I was like, bitch! <laughs> yes! Like literally just screaming alone, actually crying in my apartment by myself.
1: Like, Aww,
0: yeah, I no, I, so you. same, same goes for you. We need to do one of those like photo
3: shoot, like recreating videos together. That would be so much fun.
0: That I would, would love be to. so
1: good. You would love Tony.
3: I also got this random, yeah. incredible video idea for us to do together. Or maybe even like, I don't know. I had a dream that we made a song together, but like a body positive, like anthem. I'm and so And made like a music video. I was going to wait and tell you off camera, but I'm just going to tell you. No, I think that would be like so be incredible. Sad. Cool. That would be so cool.
0: Sierra so yeah, and
1: I have cool. talked about this many times. What do you think if you were to become like a singer songwriter? Okay, who do you think you would sound like? Like, what would be the move? Because I feel like for Sierra, we would be going for like a Megan trainer, kind of like Ooh. fun, poppy, bright. Okay, yeah. Like I'm not. Thing. I'm not gonna be doing ballads over here. That's not yeah, happening. no, and that's not my like
3: voice yeah, style no. anyway. Yeah. I have like a very kind of like specific like voice. Um, it's like pretty i mean my my speaking voice is very brash and loud but my singing voice is actually like very delicate Mm. um so actually like if you would have asked me this like 10 years ago my dream growing up was to be like the female jack johnson that's like all i wanted that's all i wanted i just wanted to like play a ukulele and sing these like you know very like chill islandy songs had never been to hawaii until this year but (laughs) it's fine um and that was kind of like my vibe, but I feel like now, God, I don't know. Maybe like I would really try to channel like Taylor Swift in like the Reputation era, Ooh. or like on her her newest song from her album called The Man. Oh, like I just love yeah. the that like, song. I love the like I'm so sick and tired of this yeah. like. So maybe a little more like aggressive, I don't know. <laughs> An aggressive <laughs> Jack Johnson. An aggressive, <laughs> yes, that's my genre. I, no, I actually love that. You know, I,
0: I'm i guessing a lot of people watching this probably don't know, but both Carrie and I actually are singers. Mm-hmm. And I I remember the last time you visited, we watched our old covers because we both have covers on our channel, most of which I think we both have privated. Yeah. But um, it's... It's really interesting that we have such similarities. Yeah. In that we're both making similar content now, but also like
1: five years ago we were both doing like covers and. Also, Sierra, I feel like you just kind of dragged me by saying that you two are singers. <laughs> two of the people <laughs> when sitting when, here when sing. We've been in at least like twenty shows together. <laughs> Sierra, just being like. So, if so, you so guys the two have, of know, us here. Carrie and I have really great.
0: 26. no 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 that's not what i meant i meant because we're comparing our
1: channels and our content oh okay okay i get it but sure. it's like five okay theater
3: is your job your life yeah. like no big deal. yeah no big no deal, deal.
1: <laughs> skylar i told kyle i was like the thing i'm most excited for for having a child is i'm literally going to convince him that like i am the greatest singer in the world absolutely i yeah. love that i will i I'll also really on, I wanted do. to like kyle and i have talked seriously we're not doing it so don't come for me in the comments but we've talked seriously about like only talking to him in british accents so that he becomes like a, like a little british i desperately need for this to happen <laughs> i think if you guys don't do it i think you should like
0: Stephen and i should but we also have really bad british accents so he wouldn't have a british
1: accent well that's well, what i was also, thinking unless your accent's be perfect you, like every day so then i feel like he would just think you guys are british (laughs) like i I don't think that's like enough of like maybe you aren't going to be teaching him to speak okay
0: what if you have him like listen to a lot of audio like harry potter audiobooks by jim dale
1: okay
0: and so then he'll be like talking like just like a little
1: a little proper yeah i mean we do watch a lot of like mary berry so he might come out like that already (laughs) comes out of my room he's a newborn he's all good day governor <laughs> hello mommy all of our british listeners are like
3: i hate, uh, please hate literally so embarrassing we're so sorry oh my god they hate us right now
1: <laughs> oh my gosh but
0: i guess if we're talking about your little british child um what's your bump date
1: Ooh, my bump date i am 26 weeks today which is crazy oh, next week i'm in my third trimester and I'll be seven months next week, which is nuts. Isn't that crazy? I Carrie, I'm having a baby teacher. in
3: January. I literally just saw you when you
1: weren't <laughs> pregnant. Isn't that nuts? That is crazy. It's nuts.
3: I but- could, like, cry if I let if i let it
1: but. If, if I, me me every second of every day we were at disneyland like two days ago and there was a meet and greet with sadness from inside out and i told steven i was like i feel like that's what i look like <laughs> she was just walking
0: around and she was like do, no, no, uh, also so what an interesting cute. character to have a meet and greet with <laughs> I, yeah. like, I would be a little concerned if my little child I was like who's your like who's your
3: favorite disney character like who do you want to meet and they were like sadness like, I, I would love that
1: <laughs> I did i'd a be meet like, and same.
3: i did a meet and greet with jafar as a child and it scarred Ooh. me for life it traumatized me because so i was like <laughs> hi like something and he went like <laughs> through his
1: costume carrie i don't think you know this what? I, my one of my biggest fears if not my biggest fear in life is Clarabelle the cow from what? disneyland wait you've definitely heard this i have story. not heard wait but this i feel story. like
3: this is a legit phobia maybe not that <laughs> specific one but like like clarabelle like mascot like, type. Yeah, mascot like,
1: disney characters coming up but to why clarabelle She's just terrifying. I remember I went to they used to have like a rodeo barbecue yes. thing, okay. and I and she like came up behind me and was like trying to like dance with me or something and okay, like yeah, grabbed me and I was all <laughs> this is like first of all I don't want to be dancing like, please like don't and so ever since I've been terrified of Clairebell the cow oh like it's like a running joke. Well, so I, I love a, that we both have traumatic. Instances.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I have a little bit of like residual trauma from that. So I mean, I understand <laughs> you
1: in therapy, like, like literally, Jafar, you really like messed me up as
3: a kid. I was like, I trusted you. I I mean, I know you're a villain, but like, you. I'm just a child. Well,
0: maybe maybe you shouldn't have trusted the villain, Carrie. Honestly, that's probably
1: <laughs> the takeaway from this story. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Well, uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> but what were we talking about? Oh, my Your date. Oh, so I'm 26 weeks today. I learned that apparently he's starting to blink inside my womb. That- like his like like he's perceiving light. Like when he's awake, half the time like his eyes are like blinking and open. Wow. And so if apparently, I'm not going to because I feel like that's like real aggressive, but if you shine a flashlight on your stomach, he'll like kick in that spot and, like wait no we it.
3: have to do it because that's what i'm saying yeah <laughs> but i, I, I don't do want to pressure her <laughs> right to yeah, it, you don't but, want to but but like, like do like but we want to
1: not it nuts yeah yeah how weird
3: i had no idea
1: like how like it's a little creepy to think about like a baby <laughs> yeah, like, yeah trying to
3: break out just like, like oh, with the the eyes light. wide open oh,
0: like, in the
1: like not yet but yeah so that's <laughs> my birthday that's well, so cool. Boop. We're trekking along. Aww. I
0: feel like it was, you know, it was one of those things where when when you told me you were pregnant, it's like you, you I process, right, that you're pregnant. But I feel like now I'm starting to process that, like, there's going to be a baby yeah. here mm-hmm. in, like, yeah. two and a half, three months. And we don't know
1: what he's going to look like. We don't know what he's right. going to be like. Yeah. So weird. Like, yeah. I'm excited
3: to meet him same. <laughs> that is really crazy to think about though. It's like you have this baby, you don't know this baby at all. Like yeah. you know the baby but you don't know yeah. what he looks like. I know. And there's like you're going to think back on a time where like you didn't know. Isn't him. that so
1: weird? Like they're going to be 50% me and 50% Kyle. Like, how weird. Which is going to be the the cutest
3: baby. I was going to say, and also, like, just the two best people. So, like, it's going to be just a great human
1: all around. But, wow. And you just have no idea, like, who he's going to look like. Or, like, is he shy? Yeah. Is he extroverted?
2: I hope he's shy.
1: Well, (laughs) I shouldn't say I hope he's shy. I hope he's whatever he wants to be. Yes. But I do think that, like... Sometimes Sierra and I have had conversations of Sierra being like, when I was a kid I used to roll around in the mud and like <laughs> da, da 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 And I'm like, that sounds like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: that sounds... My mom, her, my entire childhood sounds That's like a cool. lot.
1: <laughs> but you know what? Mm-hmm. That's what it
0: is. Well, I'm, I'm just like so excited for you. Like there's so many things coming up, like the baby shower and I know. like, I, I feel like especially because you're due in January, it's like Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's baby. Like, it's going to come It's going to happen so fast. fast. It's nuts. Which, should we get into our hot takes? Yeah. Because I remember, so we briefly talked about our hot takes before, and I feel like your hot take kind of relates to that.
1: Also, I feel like I I had, like, two hot takes I was just deciding between, and I feel like both of you have a lot of opinions on my hot take, so I'm going to go forward with it. But I also feel like mine is for sure a lot more controversial than either of yours, so just bear with me but it's a conversation starter but it's a conversation starter I think as I've gotten closer and closer to having my child and even like before I was having my child I think I'm someone who's also very um like protective about safety like I feel like like even with Sierra I feel like I'm always like the biggest advocate of like let's make sure that like everything is safe and good and like I don't know, appropriate.
3: Even before you were trying to conceive, you were that way. Yeah. Like, I remember just you taking precautions and, like, just being yeah. very aware of, like, oh, we might be trying to conceive soon, so, like, I'm not going to drink alcohol. Like, yeah, you just always, yeah. I'm just a yeah. very, like,
1: cautious person. Yeah. And also, I think that it it's an interesting conversation because, like, both of you, and, like, I like to think myself included, are very into the movement of, like, becoming more real and, like, becoming more, like glass door candid on the internet but I think that it's okay to do that for yourself because you're a consenting adult I think that when you start to show your child in a bad light and like potentially monetize that that's where like the line gets kind of drawn for me personally I think that like I don't want to sound like I'm coming for any like mommy bloggers or youtubers or anything because like to each their own, like, different strokes for different folks. And also I think a lot of people do navigate it, like, really, really well. Like, Mm -hmm. even, like, Mr. Kate had her baby. I feel like she's handled that perfectly. Great. He's still in videos. He's still, Mm -hmm. you know, a very public. I think he has his own Instagram. Oh. But, like, I I don't think that there has been anything that I've seen where it's, like, here's, like, a tantrum.
2: Here's,
1: like, diarrhea coming out of his diaper. Here's (laughs) Mm -hmm. me talking about how, like – I can't handle that he's having a tantrum. I think for me, I think I, I still don't even know if I would post, like, I'm having such a hard day as a mom, this, that, and the other, because I think that I want my child to look back and think that, like, I enjoyed raising them. <laughs> like, I think I would feel kind of sad if I looked back in, like, my baby book, essentially, and, like, the catalog of my mom's whatever time with me and like half of it was negative and half of it was about how she was struggling. I think that that's really cool and relatable to show that for other moms and I think especially if you're telling it from your perspective and it's not like because my kid threw a tantrum I'm in a bad mood. It's like I have breast milk all over my shirt and like I haven't washed my hair in a week mm-hmm. and this that and the other I think that's that's like a the fine
0: thing. line I, agree. Yeah, I think I, it's it's the difference between being a mom is hard yeah and like my kid makes my life hard yeah and then showing why your kid is making your life hard because I think you know it, it is hard because I I'm sure it helps so many other parents out there to not feel alone but you know is that kid gonna be embarrassed by that? later in life and
1: also if you want to be real and raw about like the motherhood experience there's so much that you can talk about like you can talk about postpartum with your body (laughs) Mm -hmm. like that's a crazy thing like like, yeah like how insane or breastfeeding or like there's so many journeys that you as a mother will go through and I just think that like it's also how we've talked about before of, like, you can take a picture and not post it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to set up, like, a thing where every month I, like, take a picture of my son and it's, like, a beautifully lit, like, aesthetic photo, mm-hmm. like, I don't have to share that. Like, that yeah. can just go in his baby book. photo
3: album. Already. You know, like,
1: mm-hmm. it's okay if you want to take a video of your kid crying because you think it's funny. I, I don't think it's funny. But... And you just wanna keep that for yourself to look back on. Like mm-hmm. how there are VHS tapes of like me being a brat as a child. <laughs> like like that's fine. Yeah. But I think it's hard when like you're inviting strangers to look at that content. And then also like it's really hard to scrub anything off of the internet. Oh, no, so no, no. like someday your child's gonna be an adult and like there are gonna be pictures of them like in the bath oh, on yeah. the internet. And I think that's like a really hard.
0: Like even balance. if you just look at me and my older brother, my older brother is not really on the internet at all. Like, yeah. he's not in my videos. I don't videos. even know what he looks like. Yeah, lots of people don't even know I have mm-hmm. an older brother. Yeah. Um. There are so many funny home videos of him. Like, they're my, one of my favorite ones is, like, him on his first birthday, everyone starts singing, and he just starts crying. Aww. And it's so funny. Yeah. And he thinks it's funny. But if my mom, let's say, you know, back in the day, there had been, like, mom bloggers. If my mom had posted that, now my brother would be like, I don't want that on the internet. I don't want to be on the yeah. internet. But if my mom had posted something like that of me current me would be like that's hysterical yeah keep it up I think it's funny but you don't know that and when your child is that small which is why you know Stephen and I are starting to have those conversations too about you know trying and and starting a family and and I do want to share my journey and I do want to share my family but I always want to make sure it's like respectful and that if my kid grows up and they're like I don't want to be on the internet there's nothing that will embarrass them yeah and I think it's a hard line and I've I've started watching more because I'd never really watched family bloggers but I've started watching more so I can identify like where my personal lines are of like what I would want to share and what I wouldn't
1: yeah well and I think it's it really is like I want to emphasize like different things for different people like I just I personally am not like a big fan of having your child be like such an integral part of like your brand or like Mm -hmm. monetizing your child or I just I think that there there are a lot of really tricky things with like I don't know like even how you were saying with like the video of your older brother crying like there aren't comments on your family home video from strangers. Like, I'm sure that a lot of the comments would have been like, ha, this is so funny. But also a lot of them would be like, as a parent, you shouldn't do this, that, and the other. Like, what a bad child. And and I just don't think, like, it's other people's place to comment on my child. Mm -hmm. You know? And, like, I just, even if it's, like, a really positive comment of, like, oh, wow, they're so cute. Like, I also wouldn't necessarily want, like, A stranger like a man in his 40s commenting and saying my son's cute yeah even if it's positive so I think it's just kind of a tricky thing but that's my hot take I I don't necessarily think my son will be on the internet a ton I think that like we talk about and obviously it'll be different once he's born and here and we see what kind of kid he is and how I feel about everything but like I think he'll be on the vlog channel a decent amount but in the context of like we're all hanging out and he's here. Not like he's a personality. Yeah. Like, let's interview him. Let's what just cause yeah. that's not that's not. He's my not jam. a consenting
3: member of yeah. me, like, that channel. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's it's interesting to watch um other creators also make those active decisions. Yeah. Like I've I never really watched a lot of Casey Neistat videos, but I was watching an interview of him and he was talking about how like his one of his daughters wants she's I think he said like 12 wants to be on his channel and yeah. he says no because she's even though she's actively saying I want to do it like in his mind she's not old enough to like understand she can consent mm-hmm. yeah. but she's not old enough to understand what that entails yeah you know like when yeah. i and and i don't think there's anything inherently wrong with having 12 year olds on the internet there's always been kids in entertainment i just think there has to be it has to be the parent's individual choice. Yes. Yeah. Which is also why me, like, you know, Kenzie has a, a kid. I never vlog without asking. Yeah. Like Like, we had yeah. many conversations before she gave birth of of her saying, like, I love when you vlog. I love having those memories. Like, you can totally vlog Harlan. And I'm like, but I'm still going to ask. Yeah. Every time I pull out the camera. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't think it should be a one-time consent. I don't think it should be my kid's on the internet or my kid's not. There are so many little lines and little choices to draw between.
1: Totally. Well, and I think, too, it's interesting when you talk about, like, Kenzie and I or people who are in other people's vlogs of, I like – at the end of the day, like, I don't own the content. And it's, like, I'm not the one shooting it. I'm not the one editing it. You can't control what's
3: seen, right? Yeah, Yeah. and so
1: I think that, like, it's so helpful that the person whose channel it would be on would be yours. And Mm -hmm. I know that, like, you are, like, even just with me as an adult, like, you're the most respectful of, like, if I don't want to be on camera, you don't, like, force it. Like, you always, like, are very... Like, articulate of, like, hey, is it all right with everyone if I pull up my vlog camera? And if someone isn't all right with it, then, like, it's not a big deal. We don't have to vlog. Um, But I think it is interesting when you are talking about people who maybe aren't as articulate with their friends. And it's just, like, their kids living on someone else's platform that they're monetizing that, I don't know. It just is a tricky thing.
0: Yeah, I think, and it's hard, too, because especially when you get into these family vloggers. Like, we go to a convention called Clamor, which you also went Mm -hmm. to last year, Mm -hmm. that has a lot of family channels. And it's really interesting, um, like, kind of observing it as an outsider. Yeah. And seeing, like, you know, how collaborations happen. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes it's, like, these kids who have kids' channels are friends, and so they're like, we want to make a fun video together. Yeah. And sometimes it's parents being like, you know, oh, hey, it would be great if we all made a video together. And I think from what I've observed especially at Clamor the families that are there are very much like concerned about safety and practicality and it seems like they're handling it very well Mm -hmm. and so I'm able to look at that and be like okay if I'm gonna have my kids on the internet like I mean we went to multiple panels on like how to safely have your kids on the internet Mm -hmm. like how to deal with family safety and I think it's having those active conversations instead of just having that like passive consent
1: yeah yeah
3: it's interesting for me because I'm not someone who has or maybe ever will have kids so it's really interesting to like kind of hear opinions on the world of family vlogging and children in vlogs as someone who's just completely an outsider to it and like isn't privy to like the inside information and how like I would have never thought like how does a kid collab happen you know (laughs) or even even really until you brought it up and until I've you know seen a few videos recently would I have ever thought like mm, maybe the kid wouldn't want that on the internet because to me it's like yeah. I'm not in that position so it's mm. just so so what are oh, your interesting thoughts about, about it, it from an outsider well okay so I try to think I was just trying to think when you were talking about that because I have yeah. siblings that are much younger than me yeah. I have a little brother yeah. who's gonna be 18 and then a little brother and sister who are 16 mm-hmm. and I was you know like around like 13 to 15 when they were born so they were like yeah. babies when I was growing up so I kind of consider them like half my siblings like half my kids yeah yeah <laughs> um like change their diapers that whole thing I was like a live-in babysitter. It was fun. <laughs> um, and so I was trying to like think of it from that perspective or like for my niece or nephew. Yeah. Um, because I have never shown my niece or nephew on my channel. I think maybe I showed my niece in a vlog, but of course like asked my brother beforehand. And yeah. I have kids, I have a, a friends with kids and I always ask like, can I show them in the vlog? Yeah. Or like if not, you know, and they're all like very, same with your friend, like just very open to it. Like show whatever you want. Yeah. But I could totally see how like, you know, now that you bring it up, like, having, like, you are a baby and you have, like, a blowout and your mom is, like, sharing it with, like, two million people that are, like, I mean, I, I, I understand not playing devil's advocate, but because I think that's, like, a cop out, (laughs) Um, but I understand how especially, like, motherhood can feel so isolating for a lot of women and especially women who live in, like, you know, the middle of, like, Ohio or something and they're not from a super populated area like they can probably feel really like understood and yeah. seen and related Especially to. single moms or yes. younger moms or military moms. I was who gonna are, say military moms. Yeah, they like they can find that community. Mm-hmm. And so I could I could see how it'd be like oh my gosh like my kid does the same thing like has a meltdown over x y and z or whatever yeah. but I feel like sharing it on a public platform is so yeah. different than, like, if you're in a mommy group on Facebook or if you're sharing it with your family or your friends. Like, I totally get it. Like, I I agree yeah. with you, actually.
1: I mean, I think that there are so many things, and I think that'll probably be a whole nother podcast. It really of, could. Like, yeah. like, how do you feel about, like, hyper-filtering your kids and putting, like, super have, saturation on them? I've literally
3: or... seen tuned children. Yeah. No. Um, I, Yeah. yes. Wait,
1: people face. I have their seen mm-hmm. face-tuned
3: children, like sharpened eyes, like softened skin, like face-tuned. Like there are lots
1: of things to get into in the world. Yeah, wow. I've seen it
3: in thumbnails uh, before, like wow. literal thumbnails, like photoshopped their kids. Wow. Yeah.
1: But wow. anyways, anyways, <laughs> yeah,
3: I'm moving on. Yeah. Okay, so my hot take is a little lighter, mm-hmm. okay. um, but also Ooh. maybe equally as controversial. Ooh, mm-hmm. tea. And I. I'm of the belief that Pam from The Office kind of sucks. Like, and hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. So we rewatched the show recently. Like we'll just like put it on when we're cooking dinner or eating or whatever. Yeah. And I was always like PB and J for life. Like Pam and Jim are goals. Like you know whatever. And my boyfriend and I met at work like 10 years ago. I was dating kind of a douchey guy at the time. Like we have a similar kind of thing. We had a friendship for a long time. He watched me like be in relationships with these people that like weren't treating me well. Like there's there's quite a parallel between so i always had this like such such a soft spot for them yeah.
1: yeah
3: and then like after re-watching it like even just early early on they make it so blatantly obvious that pam is like has a crush on jim which whatever but like if you're literally about to marry someone and you're like watching your like co-worker play basketball and are like like yeah, it was just and then you know and then she does like the whole uh, and like okay I said this beforehand, too. Like, I'm not here to tear down any woman. Pam's not a real person. (laughs) She's a made-up character. I love Mm -hmm. Jenna Fisher, the actress. I think she's incredible. But she, she made the character so incredibly, like... Like, it feels like Pam is a real person. So she played that role so well. But, like, later on in the season, there's that whole like controversy of like, did she cheat with the sound guy? And she like shows up at his apartment when she's like sad and upset to like talk to him about problems in her marriage, which is like not okay, especially if there's like rumors that you're cheating. I don't know. Anyways, I found her to be very manipulative. Jim was like trying to evolve and grow in his career and life, and then she was just unwilling to like grow and change with him, which is fine. You're allowed to wanna stay in Scranton, Pennsylvania for the rest of your life. But I just felt some type of way when I watched when I rewatched it again and I saw Pam and I was like, Pam kinda sucks.
0: So Carrie, I have to ask. Yes. Oh gosh. Do you think your distaste for Pam is an act of (laughs) self-hatred?
3: Because I'm Pam. Cause you
0: said that you feel like you kind of <laughs> yeah. are Pam.
3: Yeah. I didn't, um... Uh, <laughs> I didn't have, like, a crush on guys when okay. I was engaged to be married. I was never engaged to be married. Yeah, I was going right. to say, I was like, wait, you were engaged. <laughs> Surprise! No, um... No, I don't, I don't feel like... I feel like our situation as Jim and Pam was similar, but I don't think I'm... you're not. Like yeah, Pam, yeah. No.
1: So, um... So, here's my question. Yes. Because The Office is... No, I've watched The Office two times through. Yeah. Like, I big office fan yeah um I feel like everyone on the office is like known as a caricature of themselves like it's literally like I feel like I would venture to say Pam and like maybe Oscar are the only two people who aren't like super heightened caricatures of themselves like even Jim like all of his pranks and like everything is like so over the top do you think that you're able to criticize her more because she's actually kind of like a real person
3: Maybe. Wow, that's because she doesn't really
1: have like any funny. Well, that's the thing
3: is you were saying like a character, a caricature of herself, and I'm like, like
1: of what? Because she's like the most arguably dull character like on the show, which I feel like is why we're able to be critical of her. Because I feel like you can look at Michael Scott, and everyone's like, (laughs) oh, I love Michael Scott, but also like. He does really problematic things. <laughs> like, like he is like so bad, like so so bad. But yeah. it's so so bad that it's funny. Right? Like I wonder if like it was a little more over the top with like the lip biting yeah, and the, maybe. like if like maybe her character was that she like was scandalous. Mm-hmm. If like that would then be funny. Mm. But I think because it's like too real and like yeah. too like relatable and yeah. I, that's my... I feel like I'm not allowed to
0: have a real opinion because I have not watched all of The Office. Okay. I've watched, yeah. like, probably 30, 40 episodes, but, yeah. like, not in yeah a row, like, individual ones. Mm-hmm. So I will, uh, I will abstain from
3: this <laughs> vote we'll circle back at it.
0: i mean i time.
1: don't think pam is anyone's favorite character no but i also think that's because she's not a caricature like even yeah. if you look at like angela like who's also just <laughs> like another like female character if you look at kelly or anyone mm-hmm. they're like so over the top Meredith. and it's like yeah you know <laughs> yeah. whereas i feel like pam is just like and i think that just adds to like <laughs> Like,
3: she's
1: so boring and
3: like, I don't know, I used to like rage when people would be like, Jim should have stayed with Karen, like she was so much more, like she was so much better for him, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, F you. Like, honestly, you don't know anything. You're an uncultured swine. And and then no. like, after watching it back again, I was like, mm-hmm, they're kind of right. like that Jim is and Karen so were kind funny. of great. But I mean... I mean,
1: disagree on that point. But. I will say,
3: I, I don't think that they should have stayed together like over him and Pam. And I will say that The Office wedding episode makes me cry every time. Oh, a 10 out of 10. Every time. Every time I see Michael going down the aisle like this, I literally just start sobbing. Yeah. Like, it's the best. So, oh. I mean, I still have a love for them, but I just I'm kind of under
1: the impression that Pam sucks a little. I'm so sorry. I
3: can, like, literally feel the heat, like, coming from
1: the comments. No, I mean, I literally just went on, like, a rampage about, like, children on the internet, so I feel like if the heat's coming, it- it'll come in both well, ways. We okay. haven't gotten
0: to my heart take oh. yet. Oh. <laughs> This might this might ruffle some feathers out there. You
2: told
1: us
3: your hot take, and both Carrie and I were like, "Yeah." yeah. We literally talked. We we wasted one second yep. talking about, it. and then we're like, "Okay." And yours? So my hot take.
0: Also, um, I finished. We we didn't do what you're oh. drinking. I finished my Pacifico, so Ooh, that's where I'm at. Get it? But um,
1: yeah. So Carrie and I are drinking Pacifico. Skylar's drinking. I, I'm not really drinking. Okay. Uh, there there was a cranberry juice okay. in the fridge and it looks a little questionable (laughs) it's a little carly you were out of the room but it looks a little suspect carly it's only filled up like this much because she's like that's how much was left but I think it might have, like, fermented or something might be happening. It's, like, brown. So it's in the know. cup,
0: but you're not drinking it. Yeah. Okay. Carly's so
1: looking you... at me very <laughs> concerned. Carly, it's not a drag on you. It's definitely my cranberry juice that was in there from a couple months ago. I, I
3: was... smelled it, and it didn't. It doesn't smell like cranberry juice.
1: <laughs> so maybe Carly's trying to poison me. Conspiracy Ooh. theory. She wants
3: to replace you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Carly's already better than me. I'm She's just literally, like, me.
0: Carly's, Carly's, like, under- a
1: better <laughs> version of me. no. You're, you're both, both great I like that, in different I was say, ways. Like Sierra just went quiet. No, <laughs> I want No, you're both great no, in different Carrie ways. Went, no.
0: Sierra went. Well, I was trying to think. I'm like, <laughs> first, Well, I'm like, I don't want to insult Carly and be like, no,
1: you're so much better. But, but then I can't be like Carly's not here to defend herself, so I feel like we should skip. You're out. both bright lights. Yeah, agree.
0: You shine bright.
1: Carly's just like Like taller and cuter and more fashionable and like we're not comparing. You know, one (laughs) woman's beauty does not discount another. I know. I it was just a joke. (laughs) But do
0: you
1: want water? (laughs) I'm okay. Okay. Thanks, sweetie. So my hot take,
0: which will probably be very short because you know there's not much to say tomatoes have no place on a hamburger like i okay so i like my hamburgers pretty plain like i don't like pickle i don't like lettuce i don't like tomato but i understand that lettuce and pickle like make sense in the flavor palette of a burger i just prefer them and texture and
3: texture yeah Mm. i don't i don't understand
0: what's going on with the tomato
3: who wants a mealy ass tomato slice on their burger it's wet like it's it's uh, the it's like sweet
0: almost like and you already have ketchup like, I don't eat tomato. I have ketchup.
3: Yeah.
0: If I want more we taste. superior case,
3: tomato product. Yes,
0: agreed. exactly. Yeah. So, uh-huh. please come for me in the comments. I think tomatoes are completely misplaced on a hamburger.
3: I
1: 100% have your back. <laughs> Thank so. you. Skylar? I mean, I agree. I don't know if I'm particularly passionate <laughs> about that well. stance. Because I think that your argument of you already have ketchup is kind of the res- reverse argument of mm-hmm. it. Of, like, isn't, like, if you're saying that. The tomato juice of condiments Mm. belongs on a hamburger. (laughs) Why is just a tomato so bad?
0: We're not not getting into semantics here, (laughs) okay? Like, I
1: I, I think that, like, I agree. I also would order, like, a veggie burger without a tomato on it. Like, I wouldn't ever go out and buy one to put on my burger. But also, I, like, I don't have... Like us, extreme of a opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay,
0: all right, but well, I'll support fair. you in your endeavors. Thank you, my in my crusade against tomatoes.
1: Your crusade! Wow,
3: <laughs> that's female empowerment. <laughs> it? Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: We're taking down the patriarchy and tomatoes.
1: Speaking of taking down the patriarchy, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like you guys are, in my opinion two of like my favorite body positive mid-size creators on the internet do you want to talk a little bit about like how your experiences have been because you guys are pretty much in like the same vertical like we even on a podcast that we did with Patrick Starr like a month ago maybe Sierra's hot take was that YouTube isn't a competition and that like if there's someone who's doing a similar thing to you like that's honestly, like, Mm -hmm. logistically good for you. Mm -hmm. Like, first of all, like, if there are more eyes on YouTube, then, like, that's good for everyone. And also, like, logistically, like, you get recommended off of each Mm -hmm. other. Also, like, we should just always be supporting each other. Mm -hmm. And then Patrick brought up the argument of, like, well, but, like, is then are people copying other people's ideas and – kind of that element of it and sierra actually brought up you as an example of Mm -hmm. like well there's actually a creator named carrie who like does very similar things Mm -hmm. to me and i do very similar things to her and our audience like loves us together yeah Yeah. (laughs) like i feel like it's true that when we said that like you were the most requested guest on the podcast for sure like everyone loves you and we love you and I love all of you and I'm going to cry so I'm PMSing but but like I remember when Sierra showed me your channel for the first time Mm -hmm. she was like there's this girl who's doing like size 12 try-ons in the dressing room and like she's just so sweet and so cute and it's like like I love her content like you need to binge watch her and I like binge watched you and was like yeah she's great like when can we meet her (laughs) like what
3: is happening well and honestly I was okay so I don't know if your viewers or my viewers know this at all but we actually met because of our viewers. Have we talked about that before? I don't even know if we have. We've, like, told people in person. I started getting, like, an
0: influx Mm -hmm. of comments, like, two years ago of, like, oh my gosh, uh, you, you need to watch Carrie Dayton, or, like, other people who are liking this video, like, you should also watch Carrie Dayton, and I was, like, and I, I, I know you're the same way. I get a couple comments like that about different creators, but it's very general. Like, I'll get one comment about a creator. I've never had, like, 30 40 plus comments about right. one creator so i was like yeah. all right who is this girl mm-hmm. and i went and watched you and i was like oh my gosh she's so great and and we have such a similar experience and mm-hmm. similar perspective but at the end of the day i think our content is different it is and it's i think that's different. what helps is mm-hmm. that you know we'll have some of the same ideas but we would both execute it in a yeah, different way I like the same message i
3: agree i have a beer burp coming <laughs> in <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> just girly things um <laughs> I think, I I totally agree, and, you know, right around when you reached out to me through DM, I had, like, within the, like, last 48 hours also discovered your content and was, like, binging it, and a lot of it had been recommended to me. So many people were like, check out Sierra, your videos are so much like Sierra's, you remind me so much of Sierra, and it was sort of like a, because you were a much larger creator than me, and you were just so open and inviting and you like exactly like Skylar said like there's such a benefit even though we make similar content it's it is it's executed so differently I think people watch us and take different things even though the message is like similar the same but we just we kind of preach it in a different way and it only like complements the other well and um, like we've totally like i've posted a video and she's like oh my god i was gonna post the same thing and i'm like do it like i would yeah, love yeah for that to happen and and it's happened many times where um Like, there's a way, there's a way to be, uh, I guess, compared to another creator without it being a competition. And I totally agree. Like, I love when I get comments that are like, you and Sierra have helped me so much with my, I like, like every single one. Instagram, I mean, but I will say, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but like, I don't think that there's a video or an Instagram picture that I've posted that doesn't include you in it as well and I love that like people will always Mm -hmm. mention like you and Sierra I mean there's always like at least one comment in the bunch and I just think it's so great I mean why why would that be considered like why I I have actually met YouTubers who have bluntly said that person is my competition Yeah. yeah Yeah. And, I mean, I think that just goes against, like, our feminist beliefs anyway. Well,
0: and and even if YouTube was a competition, mm-hmm. which it's not, like, like you said, we have different contents and different perspectives, yeah. but also there's no reason that people don't watch both of us. Mm-hmm. And that's actually better. And, like, from, you know, if we're getting deep in, like, YouTube analytics and the algorithm, YouTube likes when someone comes on YouTube and watches more content after they came to your video. Mm-hmm. So if if someone sees your Instagram story that you posted a new video and they swipe up and they go to YouTube and then on the sidebar my video is recommended and they watch it, that's good for you. That's good for me. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's beneficial to both of us just from a strictly like mm-hmm. analytics perspective. And also it's beneficial in that like we get to talk about the same things. We have the same struggles. Like we can, I connect with you so much about like what we go through and you know we'll have influxes of hate and you know we even did that whole video where we tried on the same outfits mm-hmm. because everyone was telling you oh you're lying about your size you're smaller than you say you are you're you just want to be plus size and and mm-hmm. for me it was oh you're lying about your size you're so much say bigger you're... than you are <laughs> yeah. and we posted that video and it was such a cool way because I don't think I saw any comments that were like Well, they tried on different sizes. Or It, like, shut them up. I know. It really did. Yeah. And it was cool. Mm -hmm. And it was a a really cool opportunity for us to come together and be like, we deal with these same things from making similar content. And let's come together and make something cool about it.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's cool even just from the perspective of, I think, both of you, or I shouldn't say both of you, I know at least on, like, Sierra's end, and I can kind of tell on your end I think that both of you for a while were doing videos that were titled like size 12 mm-hmm. size 14 this that and the other and really targeting like people who related to that mm-hmm. and I think both of you have kind of naturally tried to be more inclusive to everyone mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I think that you guys are two of the biggest like mid size creators mm-hmm. and I think it's really cool to have that representation on the internet that's sort of like
3: why I still from time to time will say like yeah. mid size try on haul because I want because I, I desperately needed, like, mid-sized content when I was younger, yeah, yeah. especially in my 20s, and it just would have been so helpful. And so it's it's more for, like, analytics purposes. Like, I really want those yeah. videos to be found by people yeah. that are, like, searching, like, mid-sized fall outfits or yeah. whatever. I, it's, it's not for me. It's not for me to try to get more clicks. It's just to try and make my videos more accessible accessible to more well, people but I and, have
1: I agree I have kind of like scaled back well but even like just for me I may sound like a total idiot but like I didn't even know that mid-size was a thing like Wait, well it really wasn't like I like I, I had never I made it up like I had never heard that <laughs> term I before like yeah. Yeah. maybe a year ago when yeah. like you started using it on your channel yeah. and like I was working with you and I was like oh that makes so much sense because like I just I've never I've never heard the perspective of, like, it's hard because I'm not standard and I'm not yep. plus, And, like, there is, a, like, a huge group of women. Isn't the average American woman, like, a size 12 or 14? It's
3: actually 14, 16 now. And gotcha. I've even read others that it's an 18, so.
1: And so, but I feel like that's a huge huge majority of the population and so it's so cool that even though you guys are making content that appeals to people who don't necessarily fall in that specific size category or aren't women or aren't whoever that like they can come to you and relate to you Mm -hmm. like even if you're not making making a video specifically about your size I think that like some of the struggles that you go through I feel like resonates mm. with people. Yeah, you know. Well, I think it could have gone
0: either way. When we, when people kept commenting to you, oh, you're so much like Sierra, and commenting to me, oh my, oh my God, you're so much like Carrie. We could have gone, oh, that's my competition. Like, this person's a threat. This person's <laughs> a threat. <laughs> yeah, they mm-hmm. better not do that. But we didn't, mm-hmm. and we both went the opposite way. And I think, I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. And I wish yeah. that more creators did that instead of saying like oh, well, this person's... Okay, but I, I also think it helps that I don't think either of us ever were copying each other. Yeah. I do think there are instances of when a content creator truly is copying yeah. another creator. Yeah. And then it's hard because you You don't want to just be... I mean, I've had people blatantly copy my video titles word for word. Hmm. Like, to, Like I do the same video ideas all the
1: time as other people, but it was literally, like, verbatim word like, for word. so obvious. Yeah. So obvious. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Well, and I think the main thing when it comes to that is giving credit where credit's due. Yeah. Of, I feel like literally everyone did the, like, I, like, bought the same food as the person in front of me. Yeah, And or, like, like,
3: worst rated whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I mean,
1: that's kind of what YouTube was founded on was, right. like, challenges and getting, like, having things go viral and getting views off of, like, everyone doing the same thing and having yeah. it be told from your perspective. But I think the important thing is, like, giving credit to the original yeah. person or you know do you ever get comments on your videos because I get this from time to time of people
0: being like you didn't credit da 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 da, da. and I'm like I had no idea that someone else had done this I'm video like,
3: who is that yeah I'm like <laughs> I'm
0: like I've literally never mm-hmm. heard of this person yeah. and I think that's when it like I did a recreating magazine covers and someone was like don't act like this was your original idea this person did this six months ago and I'm like I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's you like. You can't yeah. see
3: every video yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. It's also hard. It has happened a couple times where people have been like, you copied like a massive, massive YouTuber that I'm, and I'm like, well, I don't think they came up with it, but even if they did, like if there's ever a video that I have blatantly seen someone else do, yeah. like um, my friend Alexa and I went to the worst rated thrift store, like when that trend was yeah. going around. Yeah. Like, we obviously credited, like, who we found if there was ever, like, a source but from it. But sometimes it's hard to find the source, too. But that's, yeah, that's so, a bad example because we actually didn't yeah. credit because we don't know where it came when, from. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm using yeah. that as, like, that trend yeah. as an example. But when oh. that happens, I'll usually just say, like, this trend
0: has been going around. Yeah. And yeah. so I think there's, like, there's kind of three levels to it. It's, like, you coming up with an original idea, and obviously you're not, you don't credit anyone because yeah. it's your idea, taking inspiration from someone and crediting them, mm-hmm. and then, like, there being a big trend and being, like... I don't know who started this, but, like, yeah. it's it's a trend, and I'm going to do it and mm-hmm. I'm
1: out of I, my perspective. I also think not to, like discredit any videos that anyone's ever done but I also feel like most of the time things that are happening on YouTube aren't like breaking the wheel <laughs> like yeah. like like both of you guys did like fall try-ons mm-hmm. and like fall hauls yeah. because like you guys are both fashion channels like right? should and I
0: credit like, Bethany Moda every time I do a haul you, you know <laughs> like I think that
1: at a certain point it's like yes if it's like a very specific idea and you saw that video and were like I'm gonna yes. do that because of yeah. that person, but like you're not going to give credit for a haul <laughs> yeah. or for what well, you know. Yeah, yeah. But.
0: it's a tough thing, and I think in the in the YouTube world also, it's like there are these groups of friends, and then when you come in and you make you make friends who are also creators, and you know you grow together and and you learn about the business together, and there are already these like established clicks and like we went to VidCon together Mm -hmm. and and it's hard because of course people are gonna have friends like I bet if someone approached us at at an event they would probably feel you know maybe a little bit like an outsider because we know each other so well and it's hard because you can't expect people not to hang out with their friends you know but also how do you welcome in new people like I I always want to be approachable I want if if a creator like a smaller creator comes up to me at an event like I want to I want to talk to them, and I want to be, appro- like, approachable, and I want to have a good dialogue with them. Yeah. But also, like, I, it, I'm i going to go to the party with Carrie because I know Carrie and right.
3: we're, we're friends. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a social crutch in a way, too. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. How have you guys balanced that kind of pivoting a little bit? Because I feel like you both have, like, a lot of YouTube friends. I feel like you have, like, your thrifting group of girls. Yeah, well, I have I several, like, little sects of, like,
0: friends. Yeah, and I feel like
1: you have sects. <laughs> Are you, saying that's a, with,
0: are you saying you have sex with lots of YouTubers? A, bad word. Harry, <laughs> and That was a bad Lake example. Lake <laughs> Lake.
1: <laughs> well, but I, I do feel like you guys both have a lot of different YouTube friends, mm-hmm. and I feel like you have friends that kind of, like, are together, and then you have, like, oh, I'm individually friends with Jocelyn, or I'm individually friends with mm-hmm. Lisa, or whoever. Yeah. And so how do you kind of balance, like, when you do have a bigger group of mm-hmm. YouTube friends? Yeah. Well,
3: VidCon or, is a good example because – a lot of my thrifting friends decided to, well, two of them, a lot, so many, um, <laughs> decided to come to VidCon, and we, like, shared rooms with them, like, we did, like, the, like, side-by-side, like, giant sleepover, yeah. and it was a blast, and I mean, Sierra is like, the best person to oh. bring to, like, a group of people oh. that she doesn't know, because she's always so welcoming, asking them questions about themselves, like, their channel whatever's going on with them it's not this like hierarchy of like who has the most subscribers which by the way is a thing in the YouTube world like when you go to events and parties and um usually at one point of the night or another someone will ask like it's a it's a it's a form of currency it's like well how many subscribers do you have? how much time are you worth to me exactly and you know you're so not that way at all so Mm -hmm. I mean thank you I think that you just, like, assessing people's personalities and seeing who will gel with who. Like, I could literally introduce Sierra to any of my YouTube friends and, like, know that she would find a common ground with yeah. them. Because that's just Sierra and that's how she is. Oh, thank you. It's not that way for the entire community like i obviously can't speak for everyone but yeah just you're so good at like making people feel included and welcomed and i mean i, I would like to hope that i'm the same way you are you really you. are and that that's but, why i have so much fun going
0: oh. to things like that with you cuz i feel like we can you know hype each other up and approach people and and have good conversations and and chest bump in the middle, bump of, in the middle of the vidcon party <clears throat>
2: we did do that <laughs>
0: we did but it's it's a hard thing to um i think for me when i started my youtube channel i made like a little group of girlfriends when we all had like twenty thousand subscribers and none of them do youtube anymore Mm. and so it's like i had i had this group of friends here that was you know so great and i still keep in contact with them and they're great but like none of them do youtube anymore and you can't really
3: relate on that level yeah and
0: so then it's like like when i go to an event like vidcon none of them are there Mm -hmm. so like now i'm like i have no friends like how how do i meet new people and then Um, I met Carrie and you've been so fantastic. And I feel like over the past, I feel like maybe the past year, like 2019 is when I've really started to like feel like part of the YouTube community. I just burped again. Sorry.
3: <laughs> that was like a really sweet answer and I my burp just ruined no. it. I'm no, so no, sorry. no, it amplified it. It lifted it up. You've you've done such a good job and you do the same thing. You find so many different friends and like so many different communities on YouTube and I just really admire and respect that about you. I always try to like channel Sierra's confidence when I'm going into like an event because she is just so great, like networking queen invented networking, honestly. <laughs> And I'm Everyone like, cut at uh, me for networking. And I'm like, I carry, I, I film videos in my bedroom, like you know. Um, so I really try to like channel that a lot. But you are, you're, you're great at that. I, I think it's you. it's important to like always try to evolve and like find other people in your community. We have mutually bonded over our love for Lucy Wood, like many times. Oh my gosh, I love her. is a fellow mid-sized queen. Which she's British. I want to reach
0: out to her because someone commented that she's gonna be at Disney World at the same time she, as me. I you're gonna be there? Yes. Oh, I'm so. I jealous. don't know who that is.
3: She's leaving. Like oh, she's. Great. T- today i think or tomorrow
0: she is a british youtuber okay. who does like similar content to us
3: that's so cool and it was the same we found lucy the same way that we found each other like people are like oh you're like the american lucy wood and then i like looked her up and it's funny because one of my youtube friends that lives in the uk went to an event with her today and she was like i literally hung out with her the entire day and it felt like i was hanging out with you which is like the best compliment ever Mm -hmm. yeah we love her so it's it's you know other finding like i think it's important what i was saying earlier is like reaching out within your community and like finding other like-minded or kind of similar creators and she made a video recently which we were. We're both in by the way where she oh, talked really? about like mid-sized youtubers that you need to follow now Aww. and I think some of them were instagrammers as well and she mentioned both of us oh my and gosh. she mentioned the fact that like at least once in every single video it's like you're the British Sierra Schultz or you're the British Carrie Dayton and it's just so funny wow. how like we're all kind of like mentioned That's that so it's cute. in I mean, that way it's hard
0: to take it sometimes though from that like viewers commenting to each other to like sliding into the dm <laughs> I know. and like i feel like there's like some like <laughs> secret youtube protocol where it's like so first you like maybe follow them on instagram and then you like like a photo and then you comment yeah. and then like you maybe respond to their story and are like oh my gosh i loved that video or like mm-hmm. oh my gosh i did that Da-da-da-da. and then it's like when do you go to the point of like we should like meet up like yeah let's get coffee because i've had one awkward encounter that now Makes me think twice about DMing someone. Where like I, I thought that we were getting to that level. It was like someone who I watched, and like then like we would like we liked each other's photos, and then I maybe I brought it too early of like we should get coffee sometime, and they totally like fan zoned <gasps> me. Like they were like, it really is they, like dating though. It I is. I don't
1: know who that is. I'll have
0: to tell you after. Yeah, I'm I honestly. need to know. But yeah. they like totally fan zoned me, and I was like, oh, no. now now I feel like really nervous. Yeah, of course. Like when yeah. when I'm gonna DM a, another creator. Because I'm like, I don't, I don't want it to be creepy. Like, I just want to, we're like co-workers. Like, maybe we could get lunch. Yeah. And like, most of, almost all of my YouTube friendships have started from a DM. Yeah. I DM'd you. Jocelyn DM'd me. Lisa DM'd me. Like, most of the people who I'm now friends with started that way. Yeah. But it's hard to, to know when you can like,
3: bring it to the next level of like, hey, want to hang out? Yeah. It really is. It feels so much like dating and that kind of rejection that you get sometimes can mm-hmm. feel quite similar to being dumped like you're just like oh my gosh i'm so embarrassed i'm so ashamed that happened to me with a youtuber who it's like it's not a big deal but it's someone who i knew and then like became like mega famous on youtube and then like stopped responding to dms never responded to a text again and it felt like i was being i was ghosted yeah. Like it was so sad and it's fine it's no big deal like you know people grow apart and right. that person yeah. was obviously in like a very different place in their life from that point on because it was like they were literally famous. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just so interesting because you you do kind of like walk this line of like okay I'm a fan of you actually yeah. but like I also want to be your friend. So yeah. like how do I like go about this and be as cool as possible? Right. But like also like, low-key, I'm fangirling over you because I love you. Right. Yeah. Have, okay, here's a question. Have okay. you ever pretended that you didn't
0: know who someone was when you met them at, like, an event?
3: Probably. Or been like,
0: oh, I think I've seen a few of your videos and low-key, you're, like, a huge fan. Yeah, I've probably done that. Yeah. I feel, I, I, I feel like I have done that at least a few times. Yeah. And, and it's nice when you're able to meet people in person at an event like that because then you don't have to go through that DM like weird thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like since moving to LA
3: it's been easier to meet and connect with other YouTubers? I think because of like how my schedule has been since I moved to LA with just like going out of town, having friends and family in town like always being busy I haven't really had a lot of opportunities to like go out to events meet new people so I guess I can't really like speak on it yet because I've only lived there for like a month but I mean I would hope that it would be easier it definitely like geographically makes more sense like there have been a lot of people that I've like been you know friends with and we like it's the same thing we like each other's Instagram posts and we DM occasionally but now it's like I'm in a geographical position to like hang out So I guess, I don't know, to be continued. Yeah. How about, I mean, you go to LA a lot.
0: I do, yeah. And I used to go to like every event. Like everything I Mm. got invited to, I would go to. And I feel like it kind of, it actually kind of changed my perspective. Because we were talking with Remy and Alicia. We got coffee with them. And I asked them, I was like, so like, what would your like biggest piece of advice for me be? Like I'm, you know, like quite a few years behind you guys on where you guys are on your like YouTube journey. And Alicia was like, don't say yes to everything Mm -hmm. like you don't have to go to every event like just because a makeup brand invites you to this like dinner or cocktail hour like you don't have to go and I think I had this idea before I had talked to them about that of like I'm missing out on every opportunity I'm throwing away my shot like I have to like take advantage of every Mm. every chance I have and it's like I don't you know sometimes it's like and it's not always worth your time. And, like, it's exhausting and it can be a lot. And I feel like now I put more time and, and, and resources and even money because I have to drive up to L.A. and, like, get a hotel usually if I want to go to something, into going to, like, conventions and workshops instead of, like, cocktail hours. Yeah. So we'll go to, like, a workshop at the YouTube space about, like, how to launch your merch line and, like, how to launch a podcast. And the people who are there are other people who, like, really want to talk and create and they're not usually fashion creators and they're not usually the kind of people who I would meet at like a a makeup cocktail hour but they are so awesome and they want to learn and connect and it makes me feel part of the community so I feel like I've stopped saying yes to so many things which has been like kind of liberating.
3: It's it's something that I think comes more with age as well. Yeah. Like you just kind of assess like does this make sense for me financially is it going to drain me emotionally like you really start to have to like assess like a checklist if you will of yeah. if it's worth your time and energy or not you know Yeah.
1: How has it been for both of you balancing that kind of like work life balance and especially I know you guys both like travel a lot mm-hmm. like you guys both went to London this year <laughs> and like I know I had conversations with both of you about, like, whether or not you were going to make main channel videos while you were there because, like, it is a totally different fashion world and, like, that does lend itself to making content. But also it's hard when you are, like, making so much content and vlogging and dealing with, like, trying to be in the moment. Like, how all that balances. How have you kind of found that So perfect middle ground? Um, I haven't yet. <laughs> um, spoiler. But I
3: think – Like something that I'm really trying to work on actively constantly is the work-life balance Mm -hmm. and just trying to make sure that at the end of the day I'm like checking in with myself because I know almost every YouTuber that I'm friends with like self-care and prioritizing your own mental health and your own needs are like very last on the list and so as far as like traveling into that it's something that I'm still working on because I went on like a decent amount of trips this year and pretty much filmed content like at every one of them went to Seattle and I thought oh this would be so cool to like film an outfits video in Seattle and like have the aesthetic of like the cool grungy vibe and like you know show what I would wear when I was there so maybe give other people like um, kind of like tips and an inspiration for what they can wear like that's in a similar body type to me because when you go on Pinterest yeah and look for like Seattle outfits or whatever it's just all like a very similar body type who are all incredibly beautiful and wonderful but if you don't fit that same like body type it kind of feels like well I wouldn't wear that or it doesn't look like how it would look on me or whatever and I did the same thing in Hawaii um where I kind of showed my outfits that's a the cool week, video thank like you that. And I actually did the same thing when I went there earlier this year, but it's just also such a fun way to do it. And this last trip to Hawaii was great because I went with three other YouTubers. So we were just like filming the entire time, but we did take very specific breaks each day where we were like, okay, no cameras, no phones, no Instagram, like, let's just hang out and, like, enjoy Hawaii, you know, which is kind of, like, sad that you have to do that, (laughs) but you you get so caught up in your work when you do this for a job. It's always 24-7. It's, I don't really ever, like, stop working. Yeah. Um, which is, again, something I need to work on. How did you guys come up with that idea? Was it, like, in a group chat of someone being, like... No, I think I just one day was, like, let's... I know I brought it up because I'm the oldest. I'm, like, the mom of the group, (laughs) and I was just, like, I'm i'm tired of <laughs> filming like and i was like hey how about like we just put our phones away and do like a content free night or whatever and they were like yes i love that and so we like did that yeah that every single so day That's So great. um which was great but also like i don't know it's not that commendable because it's like it should just be part of like you enjoying hawaii like i've gotten comments on this video that like why aren't you just enjoying hawaii like why are you vlogging yourself and filming your outfits and like doing all you like, taking all these instagram photos when you could like just be enjoying
1: yeah Hawaii. Well, and then it's hard because part of the reason why you were going was because it's your Our job, content, yeah. you know, and so it is a hard balance. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's what's interesting.
0: I really struggle with I. I'm afraid that if I step back a little bit and not like take a break from YouTube, but like maybe do one upload a week instead of two, but I'm also still doing the podcast and the vlog. I'm afraid that people are going to think I'm lazy. Because people don't understand how much work goes into a YouTube channel, and they see that I have Carly and Skylar and and Rachel and Ricky who edit my videos, and it's like, well, if like, what do you do? Like, how are you so busy that you can't film? But I don't think people understand that, like, if I'm making two videos a week, I'm working like sixty plus hours a week mm-hmm. because there's you know business calls, content strategy, emails on its God, own is like so many. <laughs> it's like a yeah. whole job. Mm-hmm um trying to stay on top of like trends keeping your office updated like going through all of these little steps that that you have to do to film and then also I even do this and I look back and I'm like well I used to film two to three videos a week entirely on my own and I'm like but the quality wasn't there Mm -hmm. you know and also I wasn't sleeping and so I I am moving to a place where, like, I would like to, in the next few weeks, go down to doing one video a week, maybe an occasional second video, but no longer, like, committing to that two videos a week. And it's funny because most, all YouTubers know, November, December is the highest time for, like, ads. Like, you make the most money. So everyone's like, just wait till January. Like, you should just wait. And I'm like, but I, mentally, like, I don't want to wait. Because I don't want to get to the point where I'm at, like, a breakdown and have to step away from YouTube
1: altogether for, like, a month. And when she says everyone, she means everyone minus Skylar and Steven.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That's true. (laughs) Skylar and Steven are like, take your break. Take it six months ago. Yeah. But I worry that um, people are going to think that I'm lazy. And that also... Because we're already
3: called lazy on a regular basis. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And, like, don't get me wrong. I understand. I have a very privileged job. I get to set my hours. I get to travel. I This is work. Mm-hmm. And it's so cool. And I don't take that for granted for a minute. Right. But it's still important at the end of the day, no matter how much you love your job, to have time. Like, Stephen and I are going to start trying to conceive soon. I don't want to have to, like, you know, schedule in time for us. Like, I don't want us to, like, not be going on dates and not have time together to, like, continue building our relationship because I'm just throwing everything into work and it but it is hard because it is that idea of like you're in Hawaii for a trip so like of course you have to film or you know you get to work from home so it's not that hard but mm-hmm. it you still need time for you mm-hmm. and people I think it's hard to understand when you don't do it
3: it is and there is a constant um that like sort of like voice in the back of your head that's reminding you to like prove that whole theory wrong which mm-hmm. I Honestly, cannot believe that it's almost 2020 and we're like still arguing about whether YouTube is a job or not. Like yeah. I've worked so many jobs. I've bartended. I've worked in like like clubs like the YMCA and I've worked as a nanny and I've done all these different jobs, you know, desk jobs like 9 to 5, 40 hours a week, like, you know, wor- sat on my, you know, stood on my feet for 14 plus hours bartending like and I've never worked harder at a job than mm. at YouTube because like I said, the work kind of never really ends. And so yeah, I think you're always kind of like fighting that
2: stigma in your head.
3: And you're still regularly (laughs) getting called lazy. I had a comment on um, our Hawaii video that said something like, wow, I wish I could be a YouTuber and get a free trip to Hawaii. And I'm like, free yeah we paid all of our own money you know but that's yeah. the perception like were these youtubers we went to hawaii i mean nothing was comped nothing was um like gifted Any like we paid for literally everything with our own money and like a portion of it is a tax write-off sure but it's like by no means is it a free it trip free? but that's the yeah. perception yeah. like from someone who's never done it i think it's i get it like i get why it seems that way yeah and so yeah you're constantly kind of like fighting against that but to go off what you were saying like to go down to one video a week for your own mental health it also like kind of ties into something that we've talked about previously where you were like you know even though it's not like the same volume taking that time for yourself to like reset recharge and like put that energy into the content that's remaining like it makes that content even better like for me I'm posting usually three videos a week as well as my vlogs and yeah that like the content's been kind of lacking lately because how can, like how can one person put out so many videos like you only have so many hours in a day you know and you even, have the same hours of in the day as Beyonce or right the and day. E-
0: even when you do have an editor like mm-hmm. I've had an editor for a while you just are getting into having an editor you still have to review the video mm-hmm. and send your notes and then schedule the video and that can be you know three plus hours the back end stuff is a lot yeah I spent Three and a half hours organizing footage this morning. Like I don't even edit my own videos; just going through and categorizing it. Yep. It's it's a lot, and and I think it's hard because I never I don't want this to come off as complaining because God, it's no, not. No, like I am so freaking grateful. I've never had work that is so fulfilling, but I've also never been so busy, and I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. But I do think I need to take care of myself still at the end of the day. I agree. And that's I, hard. that,
3: that, that's like, I'm so glad that you brought that up because that is the work-life balance thing. Cause that yeah. is something that it doesn't like you, when you're just working so hard, you don't, it is the last priority is yourself and like your needs. I mean, I will like lay in bed, you know, or lay on the couch or whatever, or sit at a desk and edit for like nine hours straight. And then no. realize that I haven't even eaten, yep. you know, like the no. basic human needs, um like I've gotten up one time to pee and that's it and it's like okay this is not like and you feel like a trash can when you're done with that by the way like you you know you really have to actively work on it and it is it's a balance so so why do you think you don't go down to two videos a week <sighs> my fear is similar to yours like people will think that I'm being lazy like if I can do it why wouldn't I but also there is a little bit of that fear of like losing your relevancy, like mm. maybe people will like watch someone else's video. Like there's there's that constant like what do they call it like hustle culture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is funny because I talked about that in a vlog this morning. Um, where it's like you just gotta like rise and grind, baby, and you gotta like get up and like the early bird gets the worm. And it's like who cares? Like stop complaining. Just like suck it up and work harder. And so it's like, you know, I think that that's probably part of it. Yeah, is like. Thinking that maybe I could, like, well, I could put out three videos a week, so why am I not? Yeah. yeah. Um, But, like, at what cost? Right yeah. Now? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So that's kind of, like, I, I, as you just mentioned, have recently begun, like, the outsourcing um, process. And it's sort of made me realize that yeah like I could really afford to like scale back a little bit like yeah, no one needs to see me yeah. three times a week. <laughs> when you have your <laughs> vlogs like, too. fine. Yeah. You it's, still have I'm, your vlogs. I'm always there. It's fine. So going down to two I think will just be better overall for everyone. Yeah. And yeah like maybe going down to one and like focusing that time and energy on that one video will make it an incredible video. You right. know what I mean? And not saying that your other ones aren't but it like it gives you it that gives much you more time. time. Yeah like yeah. rolls over into the next. And one. even for my editor I was, real quick Carly do you mind Bringing the dogs up, just working like (laughs)
0: crazy. Um, I was talking to my editor, and I was like, "Hey, because I I really do think probably mid November, I'm gonna go down to one one video a week for sure, and then that Tuesday video will be like an up in the air. I'm not saying I'm never gonna do two videos a week. It's just like." I'm traveling for two weeks,
1: and so it's easier to not pre-film that much. Well, and also we talk about like we've been trying to do a lot more experimental content or yeah. content that like makes you personally happy. Like even the video you did with your little brother, where you like ranked all the Disneyland rides. Loved
3: that video. I loved
1: that video. But like that, that was video. like Thank for you. you personally because you found it fun, yeah. and like obviously your audience enjoyed it. But that wasn't like your typical content. Yeah. Like it didn't have anything to do with fashion. Didn't yeah. have anything to do with like. Didn't do great in views, but like I, I thought didn't it was care. a vlog at first, and then I realized like halfway through I was like oh my god this is
0: on her main channel that's yeah. so cool yeah, yeah and, and those videos will be that like occasional Tuesday video but I was talking to my editor and I was like hey how would you feel if I went down to, to one video a week and she was like honestly that would be so great because I can put more into the edit of that one mm. video and I was like I didn't even think about that she was like yeah you know I I can do two videos a week and I can keep doing it if you want me to but I can put the same amount of time that I'm putting into two videos in one video and make have so many of those fun little moments yeah. and then take so much time for it and just make it so much better. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. It's not even just that I will be better, the final product will be better too.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, so it's kind of circling back. How do you guys balance that with your spouses? Because you guys both have spouses that aren't super like camera, um, <laughs> like, extroverted. <laughs> like, I think that... I think Steven's a lot better than Drew. At that. I was yeah. gonna say, I
0: think Drew's better than oh, Steven. Oh,
2: really?
3: Yeah. He said that he feels like he does the same thing, like, the camera goes to him and he just goes... Like, he doesn't know what to do So his face, just does that. Yeah. yeah. Steven... Steven's funny
0: because I'll get comments on the vlog, it's called Sierra and Steven IRL, Yeah. of people being like, Steven's never on the vlogs, like, it's all about Sierra, and I'm like, I leave it up to Steven as much as he wants to be. So, if some weeks he's, like, super into it and wants to be on camera, totally... But I'm not gonna put my relationship at the expense of like making a vlog together. So if yeah, he's, no. And he's not like you said. He's he's a more reserved person. So if he doesn't yeah. feel like vlogging and being on camera, that's fine. I'll
1: I'll I'll vlog and it doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't have to do it. I mean, I literally had a conversation with Steven yesterday, two days ago, where he was like, "Do you think that Kyle secretly wants to be a YouTuber?" Because like <laughs> when I like like when they were out at like the movies the other day, Kyle was like vlogging for them, and I was like. I honestly think he's just kind of like a Sierra personality. Like I like he has a private Instagram where like only like 5 people follow him. Like he's not at all like like Oh wow. wanting to be famous right. or wanting anything out of it. I think that he just genuinely is like this is so fun and yeah. like let's whatever. But I feel like both of your guys' spouses are like a little more reserved and yeah. a little more like not apt to like pull out the camera in public. of you know,
3: yeah, I think that he, Drew is, like, literally the world's most supportive angel that, like, ever mm-hmm. existed. So, yeah. like, if it makes me happy, he's super down for it. Um, And he's never, and I always, we always, like, talk about it. I'm like, yeah. are you cool with, like, me vlogging this or, or whatever? Um, But I don't think he would ever do it himself. No, like, I don't good. think he would ever initiate it. Actually, there have been a couple of times where he was like, you should vlog this. Steven too. Um, yeah. But yeah like and he, he's super supportive of me doing it but I don't think it would ever be like his thing. I think he just tolerates it very
1: well. <laughs> yeah. Well cause I think even a lot of it too is like it is cool to have all those memories documented. Like oh, we will yeah.
3: literally some nights like just go back to like when we went to Japan and like yeah. rewatch. Like we get to yeah. relive that trip all over again and it's so special and so cool. Like we went on this camping trip like right when we first started dating Aww. and it was like the sweetest cutest night ever and we have yeah. that now to like look back on. And we had photos before which is great and just fine yeah but like it's so cool to be able to like vividly see like we were like drunk we got rained out of our tent (laughs) and we were laying in his car like I don't remember it was like some Missy Elliott song we were just singing and like it probably shouldn't have gone on the internet but it was just so fun and it's so cool to be able to like relive that like vividly you know yeah and
0: I and I love that and and Stephen uh, Steven and I, like, we vlogged our whole wedding planning process, which is really cool to go back on. Yeah. We're going to Disney World next week, and mm-hmm. he, I've, I don't think I've ever seen him so excited to vlog. He's like, we have to vlog this, we have to do that, and, like, let's bring both cameras. And, like, he's really into yeah, it. Mm-hmm. And and it's cool to see him be excited about that, but I never want to, like, I never want to push it. I never want to force it. And so if he doesn't want to be on camera, he doesn't have to be on camera, and that's fine. And, and I think it's difficult when... I think, sometimes I feel like I have to. Like, if it's our vlog channel, like, it has to be the two of us, but it doesn't. No, know? not at all. It can, it can be me for a little while. It could even be him for a little while. Yeah. yeah. And it's fine. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> How do you, so, one last thing about, because I feel like we've kind of talked about YouTube and, and being a YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Let's talk brand deals. Because Ooh. I, we talk about this stuff off camera all the yeah. time. And I think it's so fascinating. And Mm -hmm. you were saying that you had had a lot of brand deals, like, back-to-back. This month, So how has that experience been for you? Like, managing all of that, you know, trying to create content that your audience is going to love, but that is still, you know, satisfying the brand.
2: It's a balance.
3: It is. It's a real balance, and it's something that, again, I'm still kind of, like, trying to perfect. Um, I always, like, the very first thing I think of when I'm presented a brand deal is, like, does this make sense? Like, how could I because I think my biggest thing that I try to hold on to in my videos is the relatability. Like, I just always want to seem, like, relatable and and not like I'm forcing anything, any kind mm-hmm. of opinion or any kind of, well, some opinions, but, <laughs> um, you know, and so I that's kind of my first thought. And then I think, like, okay, well, how could I naturally, like, integrate it? And yeah, it is something that sort of it's like a learning curve in a way um because you get presented with all these opportunities and they're like you know details to follow and you're like yes oh my gosh I would love to work with this brand I already love this product or like it would be a great fit and that's what happened to me this past month and actually like they all fell in the same like the deadlines for all of them sort of fell in the same like three week period and I was like oh shit, yeah. <laughs> I have to now post, like, what, five sponsored videos this month or something, which is way more than I would normally want to do. Um, so you do kind of have to, yeah, it's like a it's like a sort of balancing act you have to work on. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like it definitely was a learning experience this month yeah. because it was so stressful trying to balance just my regular content, which all of these videos were just on their own anyway I just integrated something into all of them except the Calvin Klein video which I did yesterday which is very exciting it was so good um thank you and that was just kind of a bonus thing but yeah it's just it it was it was a really stressful lesson that it taught me was just like like Alicia gave you the advice like you don't have to say yes to everything yeah just because something is like exciting and a great opportunity like I think I just really need to focus more on scheduling. Yeah. learning when it's a good opportunity for me and when it's actually going to like send me over the edge.
0: When I think it's hard and something that I've probably only learned in the past 3-4 months is just because it's a brand you love doesn't mean the video campaign is going to be right for you. Yep. I've had brands that I am obsessed with who are willing to pay like a big price and then but they want me to do something that doesn't make sense for my audience. And I'm like I'm cool with, like, what you're asking for. Like, I'm cool with who you are, but I can't make this video. Yeah. Like, you want me to do some, like, like, I had a, a company that I love, brand that I love. They wanted me to do an animal print haul. Have you ever seen something <laughs> like that? I'm, like, it's just not. And and so I'm like, they're like, oh, you know, we can, we can change this in the contractor. We can change that or the timeline can change. I'm like, that's not the issue. At the end of the day. I'm never going to do a brand deal that my audience isn't going to like or, or I'm going to try not to, you know? Well,
3: they they would know. I mean, I'm your friend, but I'm also a viewer, and, like, I know that animal print, like, is not your bag. Like, no. you're not into yeah. it. So, like, people would know right away yeah. that this wasn't, like, an authentic – maybe if you did it in, like, a, like a silly, fun – but, like, no one – everyone knows that you would never do that. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think that there's definitely been times where I've turned down, like, a lot of money because either like the brand didn't align with my beliefs or yeah. didn't carry a range of sizes, which is a big one. Yeah. I got literally an email for a Forever 21 brand deal the other day, and I've literally done videos talking about how Forever 21 clothes don't fit my body, yeah. which is so funny. It's like, well, there's you clearly a lack of reach out to me at least like five times.
0: I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this. Okay. Victoria's Secret. <laughs> -hmm. And I'm like, have you watched? And also like every fit tea that you could ever imagine. I've literally made a video called like Dear Detox Teas. Stop trying to sponsor me. Yeah. And and I just I'm like, here's my thing. I have worked with and I'm willing to work with brands who have made mistakes in the past. I'm okay with that. If you are making changes right now, actually making changes in your store's branding, in um like the the board of directors in your company in the size range that you carry I want to be part of that that's yeah. great if I can be part of a campaign that's going to help girls who are going shopping to feel represented fantastic yeah. if Victoria's Secret made some big changes in the next few years I would be sure I would be open to it but as it is right now absolutely not mm-hmm. same with the the, the, the one, there's this one detox tea company who keeps reaching out to me to try to get them to do a skincare sponsorship because I have, like, a skincare line. And they're like, we're so much more than a detox tea. And I'm like, but you're still a detox tea. They always say that. Or yeah. they're
3: like, well, we're focused focused on, like, the wellness aspect of yeah. it. And you're like, it's literally a laxative tea. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. So I, I'm,
0: I'm not looking for, I don't need to partner with brands who are literally perfect and have never made mistakes. Oh, yeah. I am, like, if, if. Forever Twenty One changed a bunch of things, and and they had such better sizing and and more inclusive marketing. I'm sure you would be more open to it. I would, but as it stands right now,
1: like that, it doesn't matter how much the campaign is. I'm not going to say yes. Yeah. Well, and I think kind of circling back to clarify for anyone listening, I think that like the big thing with Victoria's Secret right now is that they are rebranding and yep. they are trying to like be more size inclusive. But I think that a lot of the times when places like that are reaching out it's because they need a PR save yeah versus like we have realized like the error in our ways we have new management we have a new way that we're going to go about everything I think right now like fortunately like body positivity is trendy yeah (laughs) like I think it's like actually a really great thing that like it's trendy not to photoshop yeah. and it's trendy to do all these God, things finally. because like that's how it should have always been in yeah. my opinion um and I, I just feel like it's so like easy to spot when a brand is doing that authentically mm-hmm. versus when a brand is like we've gotten a lot of backlash. We don't want another trending Twitter moment. So yeah. we're going to use more inclusive models, but, like, not change our sizing at all. Well, like I mean, for is, me, you know? I want to see a brand put in the legwork first. Yeah. I don't want to be the PR save.
2: Yeah. You know, I don't
0: want it to be, oh, well, we partnered with this creator who does Body Positivity. Like, I want to be, I want you to make the changes, put in the legwork, really start to change the way your company markets things. Like, regain trust. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. like, I'm here for it, you know, if I like yeah. the
3: brand. Yeah, I agree. I think the the like I don't know, there's there's a brand um recently that like reached out. Well, okay. I'll I'll back up. I mm-hmm. did a video probably like a year ago on um a brand that does mainly jeans. I'm not going to say who it is, but yeah. a brand that does mainly jeans and they be Began offering extended sizing, but like not in store. So okay. people were really upset because they can't like walk into a store like everyone else and like buy these jeans. And they recently like I think it's a perfect example. They were like, "We hear you. We're sorry." Like there was no huge backlash yeah. or like scandal of anything that happened or an employee that was like, "We don't carry your size here" or anything like that. But they just realized like, wait a minute, <laughs> the human beings that are in these sizes like they need to be able to, like, go to the mall and buy jeans as well. So, like, I thought that was a brilliant way of handling it. And they did, like, this big promo and they were, like, we're carrying sizes, like, double zero to 24 in-store now. Like, no matter what, when you come to our store, like, you can find your size. And I think that's, like, a brilliant way to handle it. Whereas, like, you know, yeah, more of a Victoria's Secret thing. They're just kind of, like, oopsies. Okay, we'll, like, you know, hire one plus size model who's actually, like, a size 10. Yeah. And the one that they did hire, I think, actually, like, they dug up some of her old like really fat phobic tweets and stuff and so it's just like
0: you know yeah it's messy so before we get into advice one last thing about brand deals I want to know and then I'll say mine as well what are your deal breakers on a brand deal what is your like
1: and then I also want to hear what are your dream brands to work with because I feel like let's put out like some positive. oh I like that okay (laughs)
0: Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. Go. Okay, ahead. so hmm, we can kind of we see. can kind of go back and forth about deal breakers. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um hmm. I will I'll do one first. Okay. I think? Because it's that's what made me. Yeah. Think let's that, hear it. Um. Whenever they want you to say something verbatim, absolutely not.
3: If, it's like check out my new blah blah yeah, blah. If, if they <laughs> say
0: like you have to say this, I'm like nope. Yep. Nope. If they say here are some, like, things that we'd like to be incorporated, put them in your own words. Then I'm like, or my favorite is when I work with a brand and they'll give you that list of, like, here's so many options, whatever you actually like about the brand, here's, like, some additional information just so that you don't, like, misspeak. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I don't really script out my videos, so it is nice for them to be able to say, like, especially for sizing, to specifically say, like, we carry up to this size mm-hmm. so that I ca- I'm not just saying they carry every size because they, you know, don't. They carry right. it up to a certain size. Yeah. So I like when they, like, actually give you information, but then it's totally up to you.
3: I love that. I think that that's, like, a huge plus for me when you do get sent that and it's like, yeah, just pick a couple things, but make sure to say it in mm-hmm. your own words. Like, yeah. stay true to your message and, like, your personality. Like, we really – like, when a brand reaches out to you and, like, really wants to – kind of just like i guess uh like uplift your personality or kind of yes. just like add yeah. to whatever it is that you're doing and just like have them be a part of it. Yeah. If that makes sense is really incredible for me. Um yeah, like you know, sometimes the the specifics are really kind of like demanding and just feel really like disingenuous to like your message or who you are or how you talk like I'm never gonna be like gee golly this tea is really incredible and like you know the things that they like the prompts that they give you sometimes are great um deal breakers for me like always size inclusivity is something that I look for and I really try especially recently like in the last few months I really try to like do research into like the ethics of the company like how these clothes are made or like if they're the most sustainable thing in the world or not and it is kind of like a fine line between accessibility and sustainability Mm -hmm. like you want to be able to have like I I can't just do videos where I promote like these very like reformation or something you know they're size inclusive they have a plus size line or anthropology or whatever but it's not a reality for everyone yeah everyone in a plus size body so that's something interesting um hmm, another deal breaker um, I a big deal breaker
0: for me is when brands try, want it to seem like it's not sponsored because I'm sketchy. very very like this video is sponsored if it's Instagram hashtag ad and whenever brands are like especially on on Instagram they're like oh could you just do like hashtag like partner instead of like hashtag ad I'm like no 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 I will either do you hashtag, in trouble for yeah, it's yeah. literally against the law mm-hmm. And also, I love that now Instagram has the paid partnership tool because it is so obvious. I can say paid partnership by whatever brand, but I can't tell you how many huge creators I see who don't disclose that it's sponsored, and I'm like, you gotta say it. Like, it's just... It's illegal. It's illegal. <laughs> I know. That's so I don't crazy. like when... when I, I love when brands are like, make sure that you say
3: this is sponsored, or this is an ad, because I'm like, cool, we're on the same page. Yeah, I love when they're, like, top of the description box literally say, this is an ad for blah, 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 or Mm -hmm. this is sponsored by blah, blah, blah. I think, um, like, a a deal breaker for me is them coming into, like, you know, my space and being like, we would love to work with you, we love your content, like, we love your try-ons or whatever, we want you to film a video about, like, that's something that's completely not my content, and it's just to fit their product yeah. like the video revolves around their product and I just love and appreciate brands so much like what was the brand that did the Bretman Rock campaign where he was like walking on the dock and he was like in a little like robe or something in oh, a towel oh, I don't know I don't think I've seen and that. it was so like authentic I don't remember what makeup brand it was or maybe it was like pure cosmetics or something yeah it was so authentically him and like how he already is and that was yeah. like the most brilliant ad I've ever seen because it just so seamlessly fit like they just let him I you can tell like take the reins yeah and I'm sure it drove so many sales because it's like that's what people want to see yeah like when they give you that creative freedom that's a huge thing so that's like a deal breaker for me is when they try to like completely strip that away and they want you to create a commercial for their product oh absolutely I feel like I've I've gotten so much better at choosing brand
0: deals because I think what people don't understand is even like if I have a month where I do three brand deals or like Carrie was saying she had a month where she did a lot that is still like a such a small percentage of the ones that come in like every brand deal that you guys see is like probably two or three thousand emails that i turned down Mm -hmm. you know and like yeah i don't know if a lot of people know that actually yeah yeah like they're and then even the ones that i turn down and i say you know i'm not even going to respond to this there are some that we get deep in the negotiation process and i decide either morally i don't align with this brand or they're asking too much or i don't think my audience sometimes we can't come to a video idea that I think would work for me and then also sometimes their timeline is too much I'm like I can't make a high quality video in like three days like it's not gonna happen yeah
3: Yeah, sometimes there is like you you know you do get sent those emails that are like the product will be sent to you on October 17th we expect the video by October 19th and you're like do you know what I have a life it's, and, and it's, it's hard
0: job. too when it's a uh, brand that you love so much. I've mm. have i have had brands that I just adore, and I'm like, I have to turn this down because yeah. i I can't I can't
3: film a good video yeah. in that amount of time i need to start doing that (laughs) because i'll be like sure the 17th and then i'll have it to you by the 19th i just won't sleep it's okay yeah i need to i need to work on that more do you negotiate all your own brand deals or do you have like a a manager so i've recently kind of acquired a manager who brings me like uh i guess additional brand deals but i still do like i'm like the only person on my email wow that's a lot it
0: is (sighs) it's a lot and it's hard too with contracts i bet
2: because yeah. I, when I
0: was doing, I did my own contracts for a long time, and it's hard to like because you don't
3: know all the legal terms and you're like
0: uh, i
2: don't know what this Thank means god and... i have a
3: cousin who's an attorney oh and does he do all well, your content? well sometimes i've sent her like oh, her. occasional things to look over and just been like hey can you like you know view this for me i try not to bother her too. i'm not i'm not trying to squeeze her services out of her for free but mm-hmm. i have like um i also referred to her during the rat uh, the roof rat crisis oh, Legally, like, <laughs> how can we like hash this out yeah. um but yeah so like Luckily for that, if I have like a, a real question, um, you know, I can send it to her. But otherwise, like, yeah, it is. It's a really kind of daunting thing because you're like, am I being taken advantage of? And there's all this like fancy legal jargon in this contract, and um, it's definitely like learning experience for sure. But yeah, well, I'm so proud
0: of you. Thank like, you I too. just love watching you grow and and figure out YouTube and. You have such an important message and that I am so, like, proud to be associated with you. Thank you. Like, I feel the
3: same way. I, I
0: I honestly, like, I talk about you all the time of, like, oh, my gosh, you guys have to subscribe to my friend Carrie. Me She's so too. great. Like, I just
3: am so happy that – because the content you are creating is so important. Thank you. And, I mean, your content inspires, like, you know, almost millions of people at this point, And also me, like, so mm-hmm. much. I mean, it's been such – an instrumental part of my own body confidence journey like watching your Victoria's Secret video was so emotional for me because I totally know and that's like the thing is like the people who are watching these videos like totally know what you're going through because they've gone through it themselves and so for me it's like you're my friend but also Mm. I just look up to you so much in that sense and it's 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 an absolute honor to be like in the same space as you and be like I like you know we talked about earlier people will say you know, your name in almost every single one of my videos or Instagram posts. And I'm like, yes, like, I literally love it. I, oh. some people, like, in another universe maybe <laughs> might be annoyed or something. Yeah. But I think it's so great. And, I mean, yeah, like, like I said, you know, your, your content is for, like, all of these people that you're helping, but also, like, for other creators and, like, oh. me, you know? So, I... Just I mean and for the record, we do this when the camera's not rolling, by the way. Like all the time we'll be like, I just literally I just, think you're so great. I just and love but it's, you. it's you're such a gem. You're such like a rare little bright light in this community. And I don't know, honestly, like even in the last year with just navigating YouTube in general, you've helped me so much with just like back end stuff and networking and like, you know, in every single time there's like an event or a party or something going on, you always make sure to invite me. You mm-hmm. always make sure I'm included. You got me into the YouTube party at VinCon, <laughs> which is really <laughs> hard to get into. <laughs> I, I got you. You got me in, even though we got like kinda yelled. <laughs> um <laughs> I forgot about that. That like, yeah. was so mean. <laughs> so mean. Um and so yeah, I just I, I really like appreciate and love you. Mom, well,
0: thank you. I love
3: you. Let's like not cry though. Yeah. Should we
0: do <laughs> advice? Yeah. Yeah let's do it.
2: Let's do it. Hey Sarah Skylar and Carly I just wanted to say I love your podcast, and first things first, Skylar, I'm also an INFJ oh. and blue and type 2, oh. so that's pretty awesome. I feel so understood by you, which is great. Um, my question is for kind of career advice versus pursuing your passions. I'm currently 24 and starting my career right now, and I really don't like where I'm at Um I just want a more creative career, but I know sometimes that can, you know, not earn as much money when you're first starting out. So I just wanted to see what your guys' thoughts were on when it comes to, uh, like, financial stability in a career versus just following your creative passions. So thanks. I love all you guys, and I look forward to hearing more of your content. Mm -hmm. Love you. Thank that's you. That's so nice. That's so
0: nice. Sweet. I mean, I think all of us have had those, to make those decisions. We've all worked jobs that we don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so much easier said than done to just figure out what you love and find a way to get paid for it. But at the end of the day, you have to pay the bills. You have to get food on the table.
3: Yeah. So what What would you guys, do you want to start, Carrie? Sure. Carry? I think, like, God, that's such, like, a, a fine line, you know? Like, I bartended and, and worked as a server, And, you know, dealt with people, like, yelling at me about their food being too cold or whatever for, like, I think four years while I was still doing YouTube, like, at night to try and, like, you know, make it happen. And, like, I got lucky enough and privileged enough to, like, be – have that be at a point where I could make it my full-time job, but that's not the reality for everyone. And, I mean, especially in today's society with, like, how our economy is and just how difficult it is to, like, freaking survive out here, man. It's so hard. So, I mean – Obviously can't tell you what to do with your life, but make sure you're just paying your bills. Like, make sure you're, you know, staying on top of that. But I don't see anything wrong with, like, if you see a viable option, like a like a really sustainable way to do your passion as your job. Like, I say go for it. Well, and I think you can
0: also kind of sharpen those tools and those skills that you're going to need in the creative field that you want to go into while you're still working your day job you know you can you can look into what careers might work for your passions you can learn things on the internet you can take classes and you can try to like really pinpoint those skills so that when that opportunity comes up you're ready.
1: Yeah I I mean, I was in a position where I, I was working a, like, full-time theater job. Like, more than full-time. It was, like, 80 hours a week. And I quit that job to move up to L.A. because I wanted to live with Kyle. And I told him, I was like, I'm going to get a barista job because, like, I want to pay my portion of rent. Like, I want to be contributing. Like, I don't want to just come out here and be like, well, until I get a lighting design job, I'm going to hang out on the couch and yeah. bum off of you. And I think it is... In my perspective, really important if you are an adult to be, like, pulling your own weight and, like, not just say, like, I'm going to quit my job tomorrow because I'm unfulfilled. Like, I think that it's really important to be fulfilled in your job, but also, like, that's why it's important to have a work-life balance Mm -hmm. of, like, I worked as a barista and it sucked. (laughs) Like, it was awful. The worst job I've ever had. And I've worked some, like, bad jobs. God. I know. Service industry is, like, (laughs) But – like at the end of the day like I was able to go out at night and like do lighting design jobs for like much less than I should have been paid but it got my name out there and it led to like me flying out to New York and doing a show out there and then when I was getting off of my plane I like got an email from someone because like I had worked with them previously Mm -hmm. and they had seen me post that I was coming back from New York and they were in a pinch and they needed a lighting designer and I literally worked with that company for like 3 or 4 years. Oh, like they so cool. like ended up being my favorite company and after that I was able to like fully quit my job and like be able to do that full mm-hmm. time, but I think it's important to like like sustain. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I'm like to be able to pay your bills, to be yeah. able to do all the things. And if you really are passionate about having a more creative career, then like to go to night school for it or to, like, go out there and volunteer in the field that you want to be in mm-hmm. just so people see your face. Because mm-hmm. I think it is really tempting to either be, like, I'm stuck in my 9 to 5 and when I get home at 5 I watch TV and, like, that's my relaxation and I hate the first part of my day. Or to be, like, I hate it, I'm quitting, I'll figure it out. And I, I think, at least for me personally, like, I think there has to be some sort of balance. I agree. Yeah,
0: I agree. And I hope that you're able to find a way to turn your passion into a career.
2: And I think you will. Yeah, I believe you. <laughs> Hi, Sierra. Hi, Skylar. I'm really awkward, but <laughs> oh, I wanted yeah. just to call in and ask um, for some advice. So I'm going to try not to cry. Um, I'm a senior in high school. And recently, me and my boyfriend of two years just split up, mm-hmm. and... I know it's not the end of the world, but I was still just wondering if you guys had any advice on how to make it any easier. Thank you. I love you guys so much.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: My I heart, love like, you. I can, her. like,
0: literally hear the pain mm-hmm. in your voice, and I vividly, vividly oh, yeah. remember that pain, and I, my heart just goes out to you, and and I I hope that you're doing better now, and hopefully we can offer some advice, but at at the end of the day, like, it's okay to be sad. Yeah. And it will, it will pass. I promise you, like, I remember feeling like it is, it, I could never fall in love again. It'll never happen again. And I am, you know, I'm married. I'm so happy in my life. I'm so fulfilled in my relationship and it did get better. And at the end of the day, as hard as those breakups can be, like, my life is ultimately better because of it.
1: Yeah well oh sorry I stepped on you no um I I also think it's really hard to hear in the moment but I think that like every like quote-unquote failed relationship teaches you what you need and what you don't need in a relationship and that's why like when I've like I have a sibling who's in high school and like I've talked to her about dating and I'm like honestly date around like yeah. have a boyfriend do whatever you want because otherwise like you aren't going to be in your first relationship and until you're in your 20s or whatever which is also fine but I think it's really cool to be like that guy was a jerk <laughs> I need to not go for that type yeah, of person or I wish I, had I deserve better school. or yeah. you know mm-hmm. and so I think I think high school relationships are hard because I do think that there are people who are high school sweethearts. Like, Sarah's best friend, Kenzie, is married to her high school sweetheart and has, like, a beautiful, wonderful life. And so I think that it's easy to slip into, like, oh, that could be us. Like, it worked for yeah. my grandparents or it worked for this person. Like, I think, like, middle school and, like, before then, it's like, okay, we we can say we're going to get married, but, like, we know we're both 12. We're joking, <laughs> yeah. But when you're, like, 17 or 18, I think it is – it's hard because you really can vividly see a future with yeah. that person because you can get married at 18 you know yeah what I mean? it's like it becomes more
3: realistic because you like people do get married at yeah. 18. yeah it's like a, a very real thing god i like literally feel her pain yeah because i yeah. know we all know like vividly what that feels like yeah. and it's such i mean it really it is a loss it's going through a loss and it's the most like soul crushing pain there is honestly besides like the death of someone which it is kind of a death of a relationship you know and it's like you see someone every single day and then suddenly you just don't talk to them you don't see them it's like a really rude awakening and i wish i could say that there's something other than time that's going to heal you but ultimately it is going to be just like like sierra said just like kind of you have to sit in that pain unfortunately for a little bit and like feel it and then get through it and there's like an Alanis Morissette song I think (laughs) that's like the only way out is through and it's so true and you have to you know it doesn't seem like it right now but I promise you there will come a day where that person is like not even a thought in your mind anymore which is like literally impossible to fathom right now right you know I went through like one of the worst heartbreaks of my life like four years ago and (laughs) this was a A person that, like, lived with their mom, didn't have a job, asked me to pay their car payment, um, like, wanted to take me on a date and took me to Chick-fil-A and then asked me to pay. Like, that type of (laughs) – and I was just heartbroken over it. I was like, how how could you? And now, like, fast forward to four years later, I'm, like, with the sweetest, most supportive, incredible partner who, you know, supports me, uplifts me, thinks I'm wonderful and, like, literally hung the moon. And that never would have been a possibility had I, like, you know – Yeah, not taken that time to heal and grown from it and so and like you know if I had ended up with that other guy so um I think it's just time spending like you know taking that time and really like I think there was like a video that I saw that was like something about like the timeline for a breakup and it's like take the first week and just really like cry it out watch those sad movies eat ice cream like do whatever you gotta do like just live in that and then maybe start to try and like hang out with your friends more and kind of like get out there and maybe eventually start dating again which seems like impossible like you said. You know, in that moment you're like I could never move on. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: But I think that like time is going to be your best friend.
1: Well, and I also think it's hard because it doesn't seem like it's a blessing. I'm sure it seems like it's the <sighs> worst thing in the world. Yeah. But like just me being kind of a logistical person like if you're a senior in high school you're about to graduate and become an adult and like whether that means like going to college and like not worrying about like going to the same college as them and having to deal with long distance like or whether that's like staying where you are or moving and like going into your career like you now are like a free woman and like you have so much
3: life ahead of you oh my gosh yeah
1: and I feel like they're it, it will, it'll be different and it'll be hard, but it will also be so cool and rewarding to know that, like, you really established your career, you found out who you were, you did all these things, like, on your own, and I don't
3: know. I totally agree. I think that it can be, like, a blessing in disguise in a way, and it gives you now an opportunity to, like, just focus on you. Yeah. Yeah. And really, like, Think okay, what do I love? Like, who am I with? Because I I don't know. For me, anyways, in high school, I would use my high school boyfriend as like a crutch. I was like Carrie and blank, you know. And it took a lot of kind of rediscovering and being like, okay, who is Carrie without this person? Yeah, you know. And I think that that's like a rare opportunity that you have. And hopefully, hopefully you're okay. I just want to hug you.
0: Do (laughs) each of you guys want to give? Let's each do a piece of practical advice, like just moment to moment. And then uh, a little piece of advice of what you would give your high school self when you went through that. Oh,
3: jeez. I'll let one of you go first. I'll go first since I asked the question. I guess it depends on who you broke up with. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Practical advice: I would say, like Carrie said, if it's like a week or more, stop listening to the sad music. Mm-hmm. I kept listening to "All Too Well" by Taylor Swift oh, way too long. I still listen to it. Oh, I, I still listen to it, but yeah. I'm not like you know, I'm yeah. not mourning my high right, school right, right, boyfriend. Right. It's different. It's different when you're scream singing it years later yeah. because it's a great song. Mm-hmm. You know, stop, stop letting yourself go to that place after it's been a while. Um, and then piece of advice for myself going through that. What you think about it now, what you look back on that relationship right now when you're so sad about it is not the way it actually was. You're seeing it through these rose-colored glasses because mm. you were mourning the loss of this relationship. But, like, it wasn't that great, you know?
3: Like, you really do tend to romanticize things, especially when you're younger. Yes.
1: Yeah. Because you do want to have that fairy tale of, yeah. like... And- Sorry, I no, stepped go ahead. on you again. No, no. I, I completely agree with both of you, but I actually was going to give the opposite advice. Oh, really? Of, I, think, I think some of the guys I dated weren't the best people, and we didn't have the best relationships. And, like, that's what it is, and I think I can see that now. But I do think, like, at least one person that I seriously dated, but, like, a lot of people that I casually dated, too, like, weren't bad people and there was a reason why I was in a relationship with them and why they were my Mm. best friend for so long Mm -hmm. and I think like having grace for like your exes like once you get to that point of like the person who I seriously dated before Kyle like I've run into him at parties and he like shakes Kyle's hand we hug it's like all good because we both know that we're good people. We just weren't good together. Yes. Yeah, we were really great best friends. I know. Yes. Sometimes but like, we weren't meant to like yeah. get married. I and, think
0: that's where you know? where you should draw the line is like, don't look back on the relationship with rose colored glasses, but show grace to the person. Yeah. yeah, like you can look at the relationship and be like, well, we did fight a lot, or like, yeah. well, you know, we really didn't have a lot of the same interests. Yeah, but you don't have to look at them and villainize them.
1: Yeah, because I think everyone so apt and I think a lot of guys do it especially of like oh my crazy ex-girlfriend or my crazy whatever and it's like well you like you courted them (laughs) you were like in a relationship if you were in a relationship with someone for four years there's a reason why maybe it wasn't the healthiest reason and it definitely wasn't the healthiest healthiest relationship relationship if it was ending Mm -hmm. but I think that like you shouldn't just really shouldn't villainize anyone in life. Yeah. Especially someone that, like, you did have such a connection with. So yeah. I think it's okay to be, like, to give that person grace, too, because they're also going through a really hard time. Yeah. You know?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. Okay, so the practical advice that I would give is un- follow your ex on social media, block them, stop going back and looking at their photos, keeping up with what they're doing, don't get a second Instagram to follow them or whatever the case may be. I mean, even up until like a few years ago, I would still check in on my exes because I like to torture myself I don't know why I think everyone does it but you know I would even I would even go back and like look at the girls that I would be like jealous of during the course Mm -hmm. of our relationship like long after the relationship ended it's just like a weird I don't know we're all we're all like a little masochistic I think yeah so that would be like my practical advice is just like stay the hell away from them on social media if you want to move on with your life like don't look back yeah yeah um, And then, gosh, I guess more of the kind of, like, sentimental advice I would give myself is sort of piggybacking off of what I said earlier, where it's like, you know, take this time as an opportunity to grow yourself. I think I was just a really codependent person when I was younger, and I think that I... Viewed like getting married or being in a long-term relationship with someone as like a measure for success or for like being accepted I don't know I think it like if we're getting deep here it was like kind of tied in with like my family troubles and just feeling like maybe if I had a little family of my own like it would be okay and so yeah the advice that I would give to myself is like first of all Not every guy that you date, you're going to marry. Because I was that girl that said I was going to marry every boyfriend I had until I was, like, 25. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it was always, like, we're going to get married. And I would jump right into it. And, yeah, just kind of really, like, take that time as an opportunity to, like, figure out who freaking Carrie is. Because I didn't figure that out until I was, like, 27. So, like, if I could go back to being 18 and worry less about whatever was going on with who I was dating at the time and more about, like, what was going on internally, I think I would just been a lot happier I
0: love
2: that that's so good right. hi it's Zoe from the Bay Area I just wanted to ask how do you stay so body positive even though there's so many haters and the stigma of social media in the world okay I love you thank you oh my gosh gosh, gosh, Zoe Zoe. from the Bay I love love you Zoe
0: from the Bay yeah
3: wow oh my god it's like Jenny from the Block yeah Zoe Zoe from from the Bay Bay. (laughs) love that oh gosh I think for me the sooner I realized that like and we've talked about this multiple times, like my weight and my size and however many stretch marks I have and however much cellulite I have at any given time in my life is nowhere correlated to my worth in the world. Mm-hmm. The sooner I realized that, the, the like, I mean, I just literally, like, launched myself ahead on my body positivity journey or my body confidence journey. And, you yeah. know, you, as a young woman, are taught from a very young age that, like, you're kind of, like, currency in the world is your looks and how you present yourself and if you're desirable to like society or to to men or whatever and so I guess the haters thing I guess I haven't really gotten that much until recently like you know people that are like lol you're fat and I'm like well that's not an insult so yeah. that's fine um thanks um <laughs> so I guess I mean yeah there are I guess there are a lot of haters out there I take that back but <laughs> I mean you just you have to be like comfortable within yourself yeah to to be able to like you know go on a journey like this but the thing that's funny is and I don't know if you guys agree but like body confidence and like being up on this journey is actually almost even harder than like back in the day when you used to like loathe yourself like there's more work involved yeah but it's like so much more rewarding I don't know have you found that to be the case yeah
0: I mean it's easier to sink into that like self-hatred yeah you know when I because you're just your
3: mind just goes to it instantly yeah
0: it's it's harder to Fight it, mm-hmm. but you're right. It's so much more rewarding and, and it's so much easier on your mental health to not let yourself go to that place. I think a big thing for me too is when I, I it's easy to say like, oh, they hate because they're jealous. Like, I feel like that's a very common thing. I don't believe that. I, what I, think really changed my view on it is people who are hating on you because of your size also hate themselves if they were that size or because they are that size and I am very grateful that I do not hold myself to that standard and I'm very grateful that I show myself love in a way that they would not show themselves love if they were my size or maybe they are my size especially with the people on the internet you know like that if they're holding me to this ridiculous ex- standard they're also holding themselves to probably an even higher standard and my heart breaks for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that really changed the way that I, I
1: think about people who
0: criticize my body.
1: I mean, I think it's important, too. We were even talking right before we started filming about, like, how weird would it be if you only saw yourself through the perspective of, like, the people who love you the most? Of, like, even the other day, I I think it was, like, on Sunday, Kyle was, like, super tired, so he, like, took a nap, and, like, I had just done my glucose test, and it was, like, a whole big thing, and I just felt, like, gross. It was, like, 90 degrees in San Diego, and I, like, drove up to my parents' house to drop something off for them, and I, like, walked in, and my mom was, like, you have never looked more beautiful. Like, you are oh. glowing. Like, wh- like the pregnancy glow is real. Oh. And I was like, I literally feel, like, gross and sweaty, and I would not say that I'm glowing. But, like, to her, that like, it wasn't prodded. It wasn't like, oh, do you like my outfit? Right. It was like, I walked in, and she was like oh my gosh my daughter yeah you know but like to me I'm like pregnant and tired and I felt gross because I had my blood drawn earlier that day and you know but I think that knowing that like no one even in your most body positive headspace no one is going to be a harsher critic than yourself like knowing that no one really cares like I didn't wear a bathing suit at the beach I don't know if I ever have. (laughs) Maybe like like once this summer I did. But like I just never did growing up. Because I was under the impression that if I walked down the stairs of the beach, everyone would be looking at me and they would be like, who is that monster that, you know. But in reality, no one cares what you look like when you're 12 years old and you're walking down (laughs) the steps of the beach. And I think that like knowing that like the – The better vision or, like, the better perspective you have on, like, how beautiful you are and how kind you are and all the other things that make you a redeeming person other than your, like, aesthetic appearance, I feel like if you're your worst critic and you can improve how you feel about yourself, then, like, the world's better i agree and i think um something
3: that kind of ties along with that is something that jamila jamil who we love around here makes so many like incredible just little tidbits of interviews that are just little delicious gems that i love and something that she talked about recently was like she was like i don't even necessarily consider myself part of like a body positivity journey or movement i'm like body neutral she's like Mm -hmm. i focus a lot less on my body and i focus more on like my ambitions and my goals and like taking the the image out of it you know not having it entirely be just about your body and the way you present and your size and whatever like I I really like I really love the idea of that I think that that's so interesting and like just taking the the like aesthetics out of it or like the vanity out of it you know and just focusing on like I feel strong or I am really kind to people and I'm really like welcoming or including or whatever and kind of focusing more on those things I think it's like really helpful as well.
0: Yeah. I think so too. And and it's so interesting. This is the first we've really talked about body positivity on this podcast, which I feel like we could do a whole podcast. Seriously, oh just my gosh. Us talking about body positivity, which you kind of were like the catalyst for the podcast. We did that sit-down chat video on my vlog channel. Do you remember oh, that? Yeah. And it was like kind of low-key like a tester
3: for the podcast. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad and that I didn't know that because y- I would have been very
0: nervous. Yeah, <laughs> It went so well.
1: It's okay. I didn't know that either. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I don't think it was a purposeful right. like, yeah, yeah. test. But I think it did, that was kind of what sparked our conversation yeah. was that video was so well received and we were like, wow, wouldn't it be great if we could have these, like, long-form conversations all the time and then that's kind of how the conversation so cool. about the podcast started. I love that. So, I would love to have you back and do another podcast. I would love to come back. There's... I would love to come back every day and film this. <laughs> it's so good for my soul, you it know. Is. It's just a fun opportunity cuz we I mean, we'll turn this recorder off and we'll keep going
3: literally all night and I'm not joking. Yeah, like, yeah. and that's why I think that that other video probably was so well received because we just decided in the moment, like we, there was no plan. I mean, I know you said that you kind of had an idea, like, or whatever, but that's, like, in the, what, three or four times that I've been here, that's, like, what the three of us would do. We would literally just talk about all of these same topics, and so I think it just because it was so organic and it came so naturally for all of us that it it was probably, like, you know, that probably conveyed on camera.
0: Yeah, and it's fun to get to share it with everyone else because there's no camera rolling when we're talking about that, which, you know, earlier talking about work-life balance is probably a good thing yeah that we get to have those conversations and we don't well, share all and of you them. don't
2: get yeah. to know about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh with that being said follow carrie you can follow her on instagram you can follow her youtube channel her vlog channel um watch all her rat videos <laughs> <laughs> hashtag rat chats for life rat chats for life we love carrie so much Ooh. and we love you guys thank you for watching and we'll see you next week bye, bye.